Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 120 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We are live on Blab to discuss some comic book, TV, and movie geeky news. We got a special guest joining us with whom we're going to get the down low on actual ghost busting. Geekerific. Yeah, for reals. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, August 11th, 2016. Light it up. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Jockey Nerd! hi listener. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We are your comic book culture curators completing our geek trinity uh, the Wonder Woman to our Batman and Superman. You know him, you love him. The internet's favorite puppet rug boy. Good earth to your rugs. How you doing? What's up, dudes? And good earth to everyone. How's everyone doing? <laughs> nice, Fantastic. To, nice to see you here. And we have a very special guest joining us live on Blab, uh, producer and co-host of Dead X Radio, my man Jeff Hillier. Jeff, how, you, how are you? What up? I'm doing great. And a very special guest. I mean, that's uh, what they used to call me in when I rode that like really tiny short bus. The special too. bus? Hey, yeah, the I, special bus. I think I was sitting in front of you in that special bus. And Imran is just jerking you off. He he says we have a very special guest every time we have a guest, so it just gets lamer and lamer because he just keeps misusing it. They're all, so they're, basically, I'm not as special oh, now. You are all just, everyone. Okay, I, I feel <laughs> very less special. <laughs> that's a very millennial just, thing to say, uh, Anthony. Ah, I know. Gotcha. I know. That everyone's the same, and no one's, you know. Yeah, everyone's fucking special, according to Imran. <laughs> I, I'm entitled <laughs> to be Some are more, more special than others. Anthony, are you drunk right now? I think he is. No. Anthony got back. He just got back from his uh, second trip to Vegas this summer, and I think he, he's still coming down off the mollies. What do you think? I oh, shit. Is still, he's still reeling from all the drugs that he did, or he just jerked off and he finished coming, and he's like now ready to relax. Oh, I pick a B. He has that look. Yes, I agree. Uh, look, if you are a first time listener, let me tell you what you're getting into. We got some comic book, TV, and movie news to geek out with and discuss, and then we're gonna get right down to meeting Jeff, talking about paranormal investigation, his show TEDx Radio. I got a couple of fun campaign charity things I want to mention from our buddies at A Place to Hang Your Cape and a little bit of listener feedback. Before we get any of that, Jeff, why don't you take a couple minutes, uh, tell us about TEDx Radio. What are you guys doing over there? Well, TEDx Radio, we are a uh, reggae and uh, rap podcast, right. all we do. That's my oh, favorite. Yeah, no and uh, we we weave baskets and uh, throw our poo. That's that's, that's what I do. I pretty that's, much that's our stick. It's my favorite <laughs> basket weaving podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, Dedex Radio. We talk about paranormal, horror, science fiction. We interview celebrities from all three of those genres, and we uh, we use potty words. So we articles that have been written about us compare us to Howard Stern meets Art Bell. So oh, nice. I guess uh, when people are talking about you publicly that's not uh, too bad of a group to be associated with so uh, uh Dedex radio we actually it's comprised of myself and uh chance hancock who is our uh, deep voice you know sex of the show you know the women just tune in and then just like you know listen to his voice and you know do things to themselves i'm sure is that his and birth name though for chance hancock it's a great chance name. hancock um, a great name uh, his, 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 it's his birth last name. Okay. Um, All right. Chance uh, is actually uh, not his 
birth real first name, but uh, it's uh, been his nickname for years, 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 ever since I've known him. It's like uh, uh, Rugboy's actual name is Rugberto Bambino. Yeah. His friends call him Rugboy. I prefer Rugboy. It's easier to remember. Yeah, I'm going to change my name to Spit on Your Hancock. Ah, that's a good one. It's perfect. It's perfect. We uh, actually, his, his name was Hand Penis, but uh, he had to change it. Um, Chance, so, but penis. Uh, no, well, look, I'm glad you're. We're gonna get into your show and the paranormal because it's fascinating. Uh, you guys, I like, checked out some of your shows. It's a live webcam show. Oh, I'm sorry. And no, right away, I was like. Oh, we're going to get along. Fine. You guys, they're like us. They have the same kind of irreverent, filthy, funny, geeky passion, only just for paranormal investigation and horror and ghost busting. It's awesome. Do they cut cut each other off like we do? Because I think he was still going into his spiel about who else is on the show. I was. I was. And and yes, that's one of the biggest things on our show is constant interruption. Good segue, uh, Anthony. Good segue. Uh, Who else is on the show? Uh, Pat Webb, he's our uh, paranormal rock star. He's uh, the partier and, and everything like that, but then he's had to tone it down because he just had a major bout where he got diagnosed with diabetes and he had like mm. had to get a heart stint put in and all this stuff. So he's still like trying to keep that rock star thing going, but now he has a purpose. He's uh, trying to fight against diabetes and uh, uh, he's, he's got this whole thing. He wants to find the cure. And I, I didn't have the heart to tell him that it's really just a salad. That's like the cure. <laughs> it kind of is. Mm-hmm. A salad yeah. and maybe take a walk every now and then. I don't know what yeah, to call Yeah, yeah, something like that. A little yeah. light exercise, you know, oh, not eating like shit. You should team uh, up with Wilfred Brimley, you know, and start well, diabetes. 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 And then uh, John Rusnick. He's our uh, – we're, we're all assholes, but he's he's kind of the, the show asshole. That, his whole purpose is uh, counter-programming. It's uh, pretty much – to insult everything that any one of us ever do. Excellent. He's yeah. That's yeah. that's the rug boy. He's the foil. I heard oh. some. I heard this guy. He's a, a DJ, and he's like every good talk show on radio has three roles. And I never heard this. He said, "There's a deer, a dork, and a dick." And then I tried to figure out out of the three of us which one is which. I couldn't figure it out because uh, uh, I don't know. I think we're all the dicks. I think so we're all deer. the dicks. Explain deer. I think deer is like I think that would be me, like just the straight guy. Uh, and then the dork would also. You think be you're me. the straight guy? No, I, on guess our I'm, show? I guess I'm the dork. <laughs> the deer is kind of like the straight guy. The dork is the geeky guy, I guess. And the I don't know. It was uh, he yeah. might have just well, made the, that the deer up. is the guy that kinda everybody loves. Yeah, the yeah. dork is the one everybody makes fun of, and the dick is the one who does all the. You know the deep stuff. There you Talking go. Nerd. Nailed it, <laughs> rug boy. That's I, I right. I think we, yeah. those are interchangeable depending on what show we're on. It's a good theory. What show? We're yeah, doing. it was a good theory. Uh, so also, I want to just shout out to uh, the service that got us connected because it's pretty cool. It's called podcastguest.com. If you are mm-hmm. if you are a podcaster or if you want to guest on a podcast listener, visit podcastguest.com, sign up. It's one dude, Andrew Elliman, who's running the service and every week he emails a bunch of shows and a couple like 2 months ago he emailed us and he's like, "Hey, you still want to do this? On your show's next." I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." And I Basically told- it's like Tinder for podcasters. Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, Jeff has to blow us. I, I think so. I didn't expect anybody would swipe right on this fucking show. We got like 29 requests. I booked four shows in a day. So, listener, the rest of this month, we're going to be meeting a lot of new podcast guests. 
thanks to podcastguest.com. You like that service, Jeff? Uh, would you recommend it? I, I like it, but uh, Rug just said I had to blow you, and, and I just – am I going to get a rug burn? Uh, you're going to get time? a rug job. Oh, yeah. Get I think that's, that's the least of your concerns if you blow a rug, boy. It's a digital blowjob, so there's a barrier. It's a digital blowjob. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no oh, actual – I'm going to catch a virus. You get yeah, some kind of – not if you're on a Mac, everybody. All right, look, let's get to the geek news. So our our Suicide Squad review, listener, I know you've been patiently waiting, sitting there refreshing your, your phone every two seconds. It's the next episode. I promise, yeah, because we're just sure. waiting on our buddy Matt Dalhauer to watch the said movie so he could join us on the review. In the meantime, we can comment on the fucking records it's breaking uh, at the box office for the month of August. Uh, it has broken the – it's the biggest August opening ever. It started with a record Thursday night opening $20 million on the Thursday night before it even opened. It finishes the weekend $135 million, biggest August opening, surpassing the movie they were trying to copy, Guardians of the Galaxy, which opened uh, to $94 million opening weekend just two years ago. Are you surprised about this? I don't know. This is kind of it's kind of uh it's kind of like a, the Jurassic World thing. Where... No, it doesn't bother me at all because no? it's the whole thing. Deadpool is a hot topic, you know, little ah. teenagers being advertised and Harley Quinn's the same thing. Yes. They're they're, they're shoving Harley Quinn down every teenager's throat now. Every it... girl teenager loves Harley Quinn and they're taking their boyfriends. They want to go see Will Smith blow shit up and they want to see that girl in those tight shorts. So it's a trifecta of everybody's happy. Nice. It is a very hot topic movie. And speaking of Will Smith, this was the biggest Will Smith opening. Oh, shit. Which, uh, that was surprising to me. I can't believe that the this. The biggest? Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. Uh, uh, the last one was I Am Legend. It opened uh, $77 million. Uh, and maybe Independence Day adjusted for inflation would be bigger. But they're saying biggest Will Smith opening. Uh, and so I think you're right. Will Smith fans came out. Jeff, you saw the movie. What would you think? I... I, I... Well, I was telling you uh, before, I am primarily, you know, Marvel Universe guy. I He's like wearing Marvel an Universe. awesome T-shirt with uh, little cute yeah. Marvel characters on there. Little yeah. cute guys. Big head, uh, the big head characters. The big head guys. Uh, you know, and I got another big head right here, too. But uh, I'll just show this real quick and then move on. The listener, he's holding but, up uh, a, a, a actual scale Terminator T-800 oh, head that weighs yeah. 30 pounds, we learned. That is a dope collectible right there. Geek boner. Very jealous. Yep, and it's it designed after Arnold's skull. Yes, it and is. it also yeah. means Judgment Day. It was still going to happen. Uh, but you know, I, I took out one, so maybe <laughs> maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll get the rest of them back together <laughs> and uh, start my own. Maybe I'm going to take over the world. That's that's my actually my whole ploy. I do. I want to dominate the world one day. He's really um, John Connor. Okay, yeah, I really am. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh, Suicide Squad uh, DC movies suck. I'm sorry. I mean, it's really, what it comes down to, oh, they, they have not. They haven't figured out the formula. Maybe I'd like this guy. They're, well, they're, they, they've got this thing where they're like, you know, okay, let's take a really amazing 45-minute story and let's stretch it out for three hours. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got good things that they just keep screwing up. But uh, the Superman movies, they've been horrible. Um, I, I purposely did not see Superman v. Batman or whatever it was because I heard so many bad things about it. And I was like, I'm not going to force myself to sit through another bad DC movie. So uh, you should actually watch it. Everyone rates it a seven out of 10. The ultimate really? edition, the long cut. Watch that one. If you got to watch it, don't watch the theatrical cut. Watch the right. long one. I heard it's rated R, so I'll sit through that one. But uh, Suicide Squad, I was like, okay, I, I, I love Jared Leto. And people were like, 
bashing them because like, oh, no, another Joker and everything. And, uh, you know, they, they were comparing them to Heath Ledger and all this stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. I mean, it's a different take on Joker. It's, it's a different universe of Joker. So, you know, I was anxious to see what he was going to do with it. Unfortunately, he wasn't in the movie enough to really <laughs> grab the whole. It's like, oh, you know, Jared Leto Joker, you know, hey, two minutes of uh, screen time and then boof, he's gone. Let's show Harley Quinn's ass some more, which I'm a fan of. I, I like that. He almost um, comes off as like a loving boyfriend. If you think about he it, he does. You know, he does. I mean, <laughs> it really it was like this Suicide Squad is like my notebook. You know, all, all these girls are like, oh, you know, notebook love story. You know, I want Harley Quinn and, yeah. and Joker. Yeah, that, that's the love I want. So. But no, I mean, uh, Suicide Squad, I thought, was a good movie. It was not as good as Deadpool. Sorry. But uh, it was good. I mean, you know, when you when you it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you have like the little the, the slow kid in class, you know, <laughs> it, it, when he when he does something that's like, you know, mildly good, you're yeah. like, oh, good. Yeah. You know, you want to give him a high five and and, you know, cheer him on and everything. Put his picture. I wanted to put Suicide Squad on my fridge. That's a pretty good to, uh, analogy there. I kind of felt it, it is, I felt the is, same way. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, the common variable, it's what we're seeing, is shitty writing and studio interference. And so they're still trying to get their shit together. But you know what? You got to blame some of the fans, too, because last week we talked about the fucking petition to shut down Rotten Tomatoes because they thought they were giving uh, them a bad review. Now, even more hilarious, dude wants to sue Warner Brothers uh, for falsely advertising... Suicide Squad in this trailers. Now, look, you read this headline, you're like, this is obviously an idiot, right? I want to hear him out. Here's, here's what he says, because it's actually pretty good. Ironically, this is a Redditor, and his Reddit name is Black Panther 2016. So uh, that's the funny <laughs> part. This is, his, okay. this is his gripe. He says, Suicide Squad trailer showcased several specific Joker scenes that I had to pay for the whole movie just so that I can go watch those specific scenes that Warner Brothers DC had advertised in their trailers. None of these scenes were in the movie. I drove 300 miles to London to go watch these specific scenes they had explicitly advertised in their TV ads, and they didn't show them to me. He says, I wasted a lot of money paying and traveling. I'm now taking this to court. I want my refund. The trauma of being embarrassed as I was being kicked out and people laughing at me for wanting my refund. And also the 160 pounds of fuel money I used to drive from London to Scotland. And he finishes with this rallying geek cry, maybe. Let's stop this nonsense of false bullshittery. And don't let them bribe you with their deluxe premium special director's gold extended edition supreme cut nonsense. You should get what they advertise as their first theater showing and what you have paid for based on what they have showed you in their advertisements. Now, fellas, is this the start of a geek revolution or is this just a stupid crybaby fuck? Well, I do get pissed when I go to the movies and I see stuff in the trailers and it's not in the movies. I, I, they shouldn't make the trailer until they know what the final cut is. Is that a real question, Imran? Yes. Are you like actually like concerned about fucking this being the start of a nerd revolution? No. Are you kidding no, me? This I'm, doesn't even deserve to be commented on. Uh, it was it was it was a rhetorical question. I'm more concerned with is this truth in advertising? I mean, I kind of I kind of got pissed too. There was a lot of cool shit they showed, but we know how movies work. But at the same time, I was uh, you, if he paid that much money to go, I mean, he's an idiot, but. Uh, the guy's an idiot. The guy's an idiot. The guy's an idiot. All right, first of all, comment, Jeff. Anyone, anyone that is going to see something for free in a commercial, and then specifically <laughs> right. go pay money to 
see it in a movie, uh, that that's kind of asinine to begin with because <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're that upset because you didn't see him in the movie, well, you know, be thankful you got to see him for free in the freaking commercial. I have a counterpoint to that. Okay, yes. go. All right. So when the Fantastic Four movie came out, they showed a lot of scenes with the thing doing crazy shit, like jumping off of a thing, a helicopter into like a, a to, to fuck something up. And I thought that was going to be in the movie. So when I went to go see the movie and it wasn't there, I was like, oh, I thought they were rubbing that thing scene where he jumps out of the helicopter and fucks up some shit. So it makes you think that something in the movie is going to be there that's not there. And I think that that's what happens is they they make the trailers too early before they have the final cut of the film. And they shouldn't do that. Well, I, I think also I think you got to throw in, though, that I think it's partly our own fault because nerds and any movie fan wants to see footage as early as possible. Yeah. yeah. So we've been, we clamor for this shit when unrealist, realistically, the movie's not even made yet. It's not even completed. So we're clamoring for stuff and we're asking for footage. And so we get the footage early and then we're like, wait a minute, we don't want this footage so early because you're showing us stuff that's not in the movie. Well, we're asking for it so early. Yeah. It's, you know, a, it's a catch, it's a catch 22. 22. Yeah. Like, and then in the case of Batman versus Superman, those trailers pretty much showed you every scene in the movie uh, from beginning to end. Can I say something real quick about the Suicide Squad? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. About the box office? Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see what the drop off is to this week. Yeah. Because yeah. Batman v Superman had a t- like a huge drop off. Yeah. Like and, over 70 percent. Yeah, and it yeah, had that's great. Yeah. It had great box office earnings in the first weekend, but the reviews really caught up, and the negative word of mouth really caught up. And Suicide Squad's on that that kind of same path in terms of uh, critically reviewed terribly. Yeah, and it's. I think it has a worse rating than BMA Superman on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's my concern: is that these numbers are the executives are going to think that this movie made this money. Because of their interfering, when it actually made the money despite of all their interfering, and it's going to send them a signal. Yeah, see, we fucking cut your movie up at the last minute and made money. That was the right move. When maybe I don't know. I think I think the, the studio take a look. They they wait for the longer picture and see. Ah. Week, week to week, over. yeah, because yeah. yeah. it, it could drop. I don't think it's going to have a bad drop as Batman vs. Because Batman v Superman, if we're going back to that, had an awesome opening week, and I think it killed March, like best ever in March. And then when you look at like how the studios reacted to it after its final earnings, you could tell they weren't happy. Yeah, they weren't happy with what the total amount made was. So yeah, wait, we have to wait and see if the they spent happy. a lot of money on that movie. They spent a yeah. fuckload on that movie. It did make a shitload of money, and they're still not happy. It made a shitload, but they were expecting a billion. So when you make eight hundred million and you're expecting a billion, that's two hundred million not made. That they're like fuck. See, no- Noel says I think it's more disappointing when the best scenes of a movie are shown in the trailers and the rest of the movie sucks. That yeah, that's yep. also a shit. That's, that. that's that's trailer. Yeah. It's trailer clutters right there. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to give you guys a little uh, Hollywood tidbit. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, every time a movie publicly puts out the budget that it costs to make the movie, yeah, it's all bullshit. Is it more than that or less than that? It depends. Hmm. If, if they if they say uh, we just spent six hundred million dollars to make this movie, it's less. So they, they okay. They said it's they 175 out, million for Suicide Squad is the uh, 175 million. That that actually probably is correct. Okay, but 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 I mean it's, it's probably actually less. I mean really the realistic number for that was probably uh, they said 175. The real accurate number was probably around 110 between between 90 and 110. 
Will Smith gets twenty million off the top. My, now, my, where my, does my. that number come from? Is that they're just inflating it for the fuck of it? It's yeah, because people. I, yeah, you have to understand. Uh, it's a psychological thing. Uh, if they spend ninety million dollars to make the movie, and they put out there publicly, "Hey, we spent ninety million dollars to make this movie," it's not going to amp anyone up to see it. But if they say, "Hey, one hundred and seventy-five million, that kind of gets people to go, "Oh." I feel you like know, it's similar it, in the sports right. industry with your uh, uh, audio, uh, attendance. Your attendance numbers afterwards generally tend to be a little bit more than uh, you know people showing up. Just to yeah, look that might be true. It's the same. You know, it, could of be, it could be like an executive producer going, "I'm just going to pay myself ten million dollars yeah. to inflate the budget." Yeah, <laughs> and then you know they never actually get that. They just say they're going to get that. But it works the opposite though, because uh, I had a chance to sit down and. and hang out with the, the producer for Blair Witch Project. Cool. Now, when that movie came out, uh, promotion-wise, they said, this movie cost $20,000 to make because everyone wants to go see, you know, hey, what does a $20,000 movie look like or whatever? So they do the opposite side. But after talking to them, the real numbers, the actual accurate numbers, $30,000 just for principal photography. Ah. They had to put another $100,000 into it just to get it uh, mastered to be able to take to uh, Sun uh, Sundance. Right, right, right. Af- after it got picked up at Sundance, they then turn around and had to dump like over a million into it to remaster, redo everything, and put it out for marketing. So yeah, that twenty thousand so, dollar yeah. number nowhere had nothing to do with anything. I would have thought it was made for five hundred dollars. Really, that much money? <laughs> I know. Yeah, really. It looked I like know, it was five hundred dollars. All right, guys, I want to move on and talk about uh, a little bit about this Aquaman movie, even though it's not coming out till July 2018. James Wan directing, starring Jason Momoa. A bunch of crazy news came out today. It was very interesting, starting with the possible villain being one Black Manta. Geek Boner! Which is awesome. Uh, for those who don't know, he is Superman's got his Luthor, Batman's got his Joker, Aquaman has his Black Manta. Yeah. But then, and this is uh, literally one of only two villains that anyone knows that Black or that Aquaman. Who's the other one? Orm, Ocean Master. Ocean Master. Yeah, which is his brother. brother. Black Manta is actually pretty cool. He uh, was created in 1967, but the new 52 version of him is he has a cool connection to Arthur. In that Black Manta had killed someone close to Arthur Curry, and in his attempt at revenge, Arthur accidentally kills Black Manta's dad. So now they got a beef. They each took out uh, someone close to each of them. But I love this personal connection with the villain. Wow. But then James Wan also came out and goes, wait, who told you this? This is not accurate. Where did the rap get this uh, information? Uh, which also led to some fun fan casting speculation being one Michael K. White from The Wire, Boardwalk Empire. And right now on the night of wants to play Black Manta, which is Michael awesome. Michael K. Williams. Michael Williams. K. Williams. Sorry. Wants to play Black Manta, which I think is awesome because dude has that actual scar on his face. And, like, the new 52 Black Manta has a scarred face also. And he's an amazing actor. Well, the thing about the new 52 Black Manta is that's, like, one of, like, three or four origins for the Black Manta. Yeah. So who knows which one they're going to use. But Black Manta's character history is, is, like, many in the DC universe is pretty fucking convoluted. There's one where he was, like... Uh, destroyed, like shipwrecked, and like hates the ocean, including Aquaman. Like, there's a bunch of different. There's one where he's like uh, an allegory for colonialism. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Different stuff for black men. Yeah, he's been around for like since '67. Uh, yeah, he's been around. The uh, I wonder. I wonder if Black Manta likes to drink Fanta. <laughs> Let me get a Fanta for the Manta. 
That's yeah. like uh, Vandal and Scandal's uh, sandals. Uh, <laughs> James Wan also, he compared Aquaman to Wolverine. He says Aquaman is DC's Wolverine. Oh, and this is how he explains this. Uh, he, he, says, he says in this article, I actually think it's a brilliant move on Zack and company to cast someone like Jason. Immediately, the whole joke aspect of Aquaman goes out the window. You have such a muscular, superhero y character, and one that is almost to me, in some ways, I look at him. He's kind of the Wolverine in some respect. He's the outsider who gets pulled into this world and he kind of doesn't want to belong and he was doing his own thing and he prided freedom above everything else. That kind of plays nicely into who this character is. He's a reluctant superhero, right? He's the reluctant king, basically, or would-be king. What do you think? You buy it? Uh, Aquaman? No. <laughs> Aquaman being no. A- I'm shaking my head. No. <laughs> He's not Wolverine. Wolverine is not a king. Wolverine is not... This half breed, like he is, no, he's no, Namor, he's not a king. He's think, Namor. Yeah. That's all it is. He's Namor. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, he's only been. Like he's only actually been recently Namor. Like they only decided recently to make him fucking angry. He's never really to before like the New Fifty Two and yeah. like early two thousands. He was just a guy riding a fucking seahorse. He's not. They don't. He's, not, he's barely Namor. <laughs> Yeah, Namor will kick at, uh, Aquaman's ass from here yes. to Sunday. Jeff, when I say Aquaman, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Entourage. Uh, oh, yeah, you had – he was the fictional Aquaman in he the movie. Cameron directed that shit. That's, that, that's what I was hoping for whenever I heard that the Aquaman was going to be made a new movie. I was like, all right, I love Entourage. And, that's kinda, and then I saw who they got and the, the look of them and I'm like, you know, I understand why they did it because – you know, Aquaman for years has always been the joke of, you know, superheroes. It's, you know, he's been the butt of so many jokes and everything yep. and, and, and pushed aside. So they kind of looked at it and like, you know, okay, guys, if we're going to give you Aqu- Aquaman, we're going to make him badass. We're going to pretty much make Aquaman so much badass that if you try to use him for a joke, you're going to get your ass kicked. I mean, yeah. he looks badass. I think the look already is working to is. To, to to shake that he, off. He can he can look badass and not not be Wolverine. He doesn't need to be. Yeah, he doesn't Wolverine. need to be Wolverine. Uh, yeah, and I don't think Wolverine, but he's he's got his own shtick. I mean, I, yeah. I understand the comparison while he's trying to you know be the, the outcast pulled in. You know, not, kind of he's he's like the antihero, and I get that. You know, antihero type thing. But I mean. You know, I'm I'm going to reserve my opinions on it until I see the movie. Well, I mean, we'll I think see. That- yeah, we'll see him in Justice League before his movie, uh, so that should definitely help. <laughs> see that that's that's another thing. I, I think that <laughs> that DC is just screwing up and doing everything ass backwards. It's mm-hmm. like we're going to show you the characters in movies before you actually find out who they are, and it's like uh, you know, just I don't know. I, yeah, again, it all, again, it all seems very reactionary. It's panicky yeah. Pete. They're just panicky Pete over there uh, reacting to things, and uh, it's going to take them a bunch of movies to to figure out not to do this. And you know what? Just copy Marvel a little. They did it in a little bit of Suicide Squad. It kind of worked. Just fucking do it. Just copy it. We won't. Yeah. You won't deduct points. You won't lose geek points. Warner Brothers. Just it works. They're doing it. It works. Uh, one Another interesting bit in an IGN article, the one thing I was always wondering is how do you show people talking underwater? How's he actually going to film this? James Cameron is working on these Avatar movies, some of which are like completely underwater. You yeah. Know, his visionary style may figure this out before James Wan does. But so check this out. He kind of in this article, he kind of explains sort of. How he's going to do it. Here's what he says. He goes, here's the thing I always say. If you have water in your lungs, like these characters do, 
there's no air bubble. So I don't know. I just think in my movie, I kind of want to create, I love the idea of underwater speaking, but with a real sort of sonic aquatic quality to it. So there's this sort of aquatic, almost sonar slash whale thing. Even though it's in the human language, there's this light sort of underlay to it, this ping to it, which I think will be interesting for us to design from a sound design perspective. Yeah, it will be fun. Also, Zach has some ideas that he'll be doing in Justice League. You know, the other thing they could do is just like Atlantis, he gets to the city and it's in a big air bubble and they just talk but no they these people have gills he's right when they're they're submerged their lungs are filled with water yet they are communicating as if there's word bubbles on the page in the comic book how do you show that in a movie well, listen if you ever watch SpongeBob SquarePants they're you know, in a bubble <laughs> oh yeah that's a good the point whole underwater. he's got a whole, yeah that's how you do it you just do it you just you just yeah. do it you just you I, have to- I like the I like the sonic stuff if they're going to do that I kind of I kind of would dig that. Well, they got to make it so. Then you do have like uh, subtitles underneath. Yeah. You got to make it so like their hair is, they have to look like they're underwater though. Their hair has to be flowing and they can't just fake that shit with a green screen. Carlos in the the chat says it would take so much force to make sound underwater. Jeff, what are your thoughts on this? How would you show people talking underwater? See, I'm, I'm I'm always a fan of, uh, even though it's, uh, wondrous universes and superhero and and, and all of this obvious uh, you know mythological suspension uh, of disbelief yes but i i do love when they try to put some science behind it and uh you know you, you, you kind of have to think i mean you know the whale thing kind of makes sense i mean whales make noise i mean there there is a possibility to make noise having actual human speech it requires air i mean the whole process of it is air passing right it's air, sound wave, vocal yeah, cords. Right. Sound, I mean, it's that's that's how it works. So if if they're going to try to mimic the whole whale thing, then I think that's pretty much the only route they have to take. It makes Otherwise, me think of like Splash in the eighties and how she the fucking mermaid talked and smashed things. Like, would it just be like echo pings communicating under? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, if, if they do have gills, then you know, essentially, you'd have to think that there's there's other ways to to you know generate those noises and stuff too to where it, it does kind of lend itself into different forms of communication but i mean it that doesn't play well in a movie though so they're not going to do it i can't wait to see what they come up with i'll tell you what that's all whatever they come up with somebody somewhere is going to pick it apart and be pissed so it doesn't matter that's so true just do it some, just do what the fuck you want some, and don't care some fucking that's fanboy is going to be like that's not scientifically possible uh last thing <laughs> jason momoa in talks for the Crow remake, Geek I am a Whoa. huge fan of J.O. Barr's cult dark gothic comic book, The Crow, and I love the movie with Brandon well, Lee. Uh, fucking Momoa, I think, would do great as Eric he Draven. He looks like Brandon Lee. He looks like a jacked up Brandon Lee because yeah. he's kind of got those same features as Brandon Lee. But is, can, does anyone know if Jason Momoa can actually act? I don't know. We haven't seen him actually act. Well, he's on Game of Thrones. How was he on the Game of Thrones, Rugs? He spoke a different language. Ah, shit. That doesn't count. Wasn't he on, like, Babylon 5 or some fucking voice? He did. Some fucking fucking sci-fi show with dreadlocks he used to be on. He did the, uh, well, he was on Baywatch, actually, too. Okay, that's not promising. He was in Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian remake, and that movie was awful. Yeah. But he was fine in it, I think. I don't think he was bad. He was better than Arnold. I mean, he was acting-wise Look, better than Arnold, but Brand- he didn't have the same presence as Arnold. In way. all honesty, Brandon Lee, really, maybe not the best actor. He just fit the part, uh, yeah. and he was a great martial artist. 
Annie happened to die during the film. On set, making the movie that much fucking more awesome. Jeff, are you a fan of the Crow comic book movie at all? I am a fan of the Crow, and, and ironically, I'm looking at IMDb right now, and uh, Issa Momoa was actually in a movie called Bullet to the Head. Oh, shit. I saw that movie. It was with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Irony. Irony. Just wow, saying. that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, and the fact that Brandon Lee and Bruce Lee both – like died like almost the same way of um, a yeah. misfire of a, a ammunition on set. Is that right? Yeah. No, Bruce Lee died from a headache. Oh, he had a headache. I thought he also yeah, there was like a sh- a, 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 a he, blank. He, he died. Scene. He died. He did, he was in the midst of filming something. He okay. Didn't die on set. Okay. They had to, they, they both had to like they both had to like rework the films that they were in their last films. Yeah. So you know that's he how that was shot. He, no, something no. happened internally to his body. Jeez, it's like the Lee curse. It's like the Kennedys over there with them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All right, let's move on to some uh, quick Marvel TV news. We got a new Luke Cage on Netflix trailer, which I was kind of surprised because we had just gotten like a whole three minute thing out of San Diego with the awesome old dirty bastard uh, song and uh, the great action scene. And I thought that was a trailer. Nah, they gave us another trailer. Here, I'm going to put this link right here in the chat, you guys. You can check it out. Click the YouTube thing and watch it. Anthony, what would you think of this trailer? I thought it was terrific. Right? I really enjoyed how uh, smooth Luke Cage is. He's almost kind of got like a shaft vibe yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In terms of just how calm he is. Sharp dresser, but like, too. But he's not like... He's shaft in terms of how like he's so calm and like handles shit like a badass, but he's also not overly cocky. He's got the quiet confidence, real TLN. What's what's that guy? Name? Carlos. He's like Carlos, Blade. Yeah, like Blade. Yeah, that kind of. Sweet. Yeah, I yeah. See, I see all those kind of yeah. uh, references there, and I like that this is a film or a, a series in Harlem yeah. with what it looks like ninety percent African American characters. I, I just and and this is marketed as a mainstream thing. I That's like great. it. And it's I like Harlem is a character in the show and you get that from this trailer, which is also very exciting. I love that Claire Temple is in like every Netflix show. She's like the Nick Fury of the Netflix universe uh showing up and she's she's amazing. Uh I love them showing you his kind of origin coming out of that tank and he has the armbands and the gauntlet from the comic book uh from the 70s look. It's so it's a great nod. Uh, to the comic book and another great color palette by these Netflix shows, man. The color palette is um, always the lighting, the tone, the tone connects all the shows, like the way they light these shows and each show kind of has their key colors that they use that, that defines it. It's gorgeous. Uh, the hand getting pulverized on the side of his head. That is a great shot. And, uh, he hits him and it just, it just melts. So, uh, Part of the only concern I have, Anthony, let me know if you think this is a valid concern. I'm really starting to wonder how they're going to make his invulnerability interesting. Because yeah, he, I, I noticed that too. Even in the trailer, it seemed to get a little bit repetitive of the, his fight style. He's just kind yeah, of standing there throwing people not really he's just, he's just taking bullets. He's taking bullets. I know I, I've, I'm, they're going to have a villain for him that's, some, that's – uh, formidable, but yeah, from the trailer, I was a little worried. Cottonmouth, Cottonmouth's the villain, but how do you? I mean, he's how a do little you... too too uh, hard to beat. He's going to need a lot of shirts. Uh, and then I also want to comment <laughs> on the music real quick because we had talked about how each. You told me how each uh, episode is a title of a song. I got some more information. You definitely get like a '90s hip hop vibe. Uh, the showrunner Chio Hadari Coker used to write for Vibe, Rolling Stone, Spin. 
in the 90s, he wrote the biography for Notorious B.I.G., wrote the screenplay for the movie, and he's it's being scored by one of the guys from Tribe Called Quest, so you got the 90s vibe, and each episode of the show is the title of a gang star song and gangstar awesome hip-hop group from the 90s guru dj Premier. guru is uh passed away though unfortunately but they were uh great it's so good i can't wait like that music that alone gets me so hyped for the show it's gonna be authentic it's gonna be harlem uh and it's gonna kill a netflix that's what i think what do you guys think about how luke cage was introduced in uh, jessica jones I liked it. Uh, he uh, – he. a lot of people, that was their favorite part of Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, I thought it worked well kind of using him flipping like the damsel in distress kind of thing where, you know, they're having sex and she's on top. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he could break her but she could break him and just that moment when they figure out that they could fuck each other and not hurt each other, uh, that was great. Yeah. I, li- I liked it. Like I said, I liked his understated confidence. I liked uh... – just, he was just such a cool guy, like someone you'd want to hang around, but someone – and just the way he was fighting. That was the first time we saw someone fighting and just being like, eh, nonchalant, like, oh, I'll just throw you against the wall. Here, I'm yeah. going to throw a table on you. What, what are you really going to fight me, guys? Come on. Stop. Yeah. Sort of, that sort of confidence. But that could also be – how do you make that compelling for you know, 13 episodes? Not- I think you make it compelling by having a lot of awesome supporting characters that die. Ah, uh, Yeah. Consequences. Then he, then, yeah, consequences that he can't save everybody. And it seems like he's, uh, you know, he doesn't, he's reluctant at first, too. He's like, this, I don't right. want to have to do this, but I have, I got, I was messed with, I have these powers. It's your yeah. responsibility. Rugs, what'd you think? Oh, you didn't see it. Never mind. No, I watched it. It was good. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it looks like it's going to be very uh, culturally, you know, conscious. Yeah. You know, it looks like you're going to get a lot of, uh, the culture in there, you're going to, it's going to be a good show. I feel like they're going to handle it. Well, it's not going to be, um, you know, a stereotype. Yeah. It's going to tackle social like issues a- of the day, which yeah. is important. look, like I said before, this is, we need a bulletproof black man right now. This is what we need. He's going to fucking yeah. show you. I mean, talk about the right time in, 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 in society for a bulletproof black man. That's true. And I think it's going to really resonate with a lot of people. Hopefully. Yep. Okay. Last thing I want to discuss before we get into uh, the paranormal is, and this one kind of ties in to uh, nice what, segue. What? Yeah. What you love, Jeff, uh, the director of Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson. Mm-hmm. He says the magic in the movie Doctor Strange, it ain't gonna be explained scientifically. People. He's like, it's magic. He says magic is magic in this movie. It's not something that explained. It's not something that's easy to define as magic should be. Magic should be mysterious. There's mystery to magic, and there's a mystery to the tone of the movie. Mystery is a good thing. I like this. Jeff, in your old uh, world over there, where does magic fall into uh, uh, this kind of stuff? Magic in magic movies is fine. Magic in superhero movies, it it doesn't work. I mean, historically, you you get bitch slapped when you do Mm -hmm. that. And so, uh, you know, I'm anxious to see how this plays out for him, but I I just – I think that uh, he's going to – screw himself over with it because you you have to understand your audience is a group of people who notoriously pick shit apart that's what they do every little thing they nitpick they they will find every little fault i mean at one hair is out of place they will point it out i mean this is your audience so you have to give them something to grab onto if you're not giving them something to grab onto then you're going to get destroyed i mean that that's just how historically it's gone 
That's a good point. So, you know, they've also they kind of explained Asgardian tech and tied it into science, kind of uh, removing that. And Scarlet Witch is barely magic. Rugboy, do you think that this audience, this market for this movie, are these people going to be ready for magic being magic? Well, I think the way that they're doing magic is they're trying to be like it's like science like that we can't explain yet. It, like there is a functionality to it. It's not like uh, magic where you could just do whatever you want. There's a certain laws of physics that apply to it or something or the laws of not the laws of physics, but there are laws that are beyond our, our understanding that are at work. It's like more I like because Dr. Strange has always been more of a spiritual astral, you know, inner power kind of thing. Anthony, what do you think? I think Jeff brings up a good point. I, I think something I didn't, I didn't think of until just now is I'm still anticipating this movie, and I still think it's going to be pretty good. But when you introduce magic to a bunch of characters that are used to just punching each other, yeah. you're going to go, well, why the hell didn't we just use Doctor Strange to just wipe everything out? Why, didn't he, <laughs> why the fuck are we punching each other when we got this guy to cast a spell? Like, I think if they it, have it overpowers things. Yeah, you have to have limitations. Yeah, if they have it built in and that there's – see, that's the thing. When they don't explain shit – it leaves a lot open to get fucked up. But if you set up a bunch of rules and you stick to those rules and maybe bend them, don't break them, just bend them a little yes. bit, then you're cool. And that's because remember when yeah. you watched The Matrix? Like, yeah. The shit yep. that Neo could do seemed like magic. Yep, yep. They, were, they explained it. They're like, okay, it's like a, they could hack their way around stuff and make things happen in this world that – not everybody can do it. We don't have the access to do that. Absolutely. So, I feel like that's what they're going to do in this movie. Like we are going to be uh, Benedict Cumberpatch learning about how to use magic. And so it'll be an introduction to the character as well as the audience, which is brilliant. Look, Marvel and Kevin Feige, they really haven't made a bad movie yet. They've made everything from a good movie to like great movie. They have not really missed. I have trust in them. I have trust in them. I like they're using this inceptiony kind of warped reality that we kind of saw to uh, push it further and uh, get us to buy that, into the magic. That, that, that's another strike they have against them, mm-hmm. though, too. Benedict has never done a lead role that's been successful. Oh, He's snap. A very, oh, I didn't think about that. very good supporting role. But every time they've tried to throw him into a lead role, it flops. Mm, that's so, a good point. Well, Sherlock does well on TV. Well, TV. TV is different. And that actually, that was a point I was going to make before, too. TV is much different than movies. Yeah. Marvel owns the movie industry. DC owns the TV industry. Mm-hmm. DC kicks ass and does great with TV. Mm-hmm. Better than Marvel. But, uh, you know, they're two different animals. But every time a movie role with Benedict, he's been a lead. It's... Oh, boy. That's a good point. <laughs> Well, we'll have to look. They've made, you know, uh, they've made stars out of some of these lesser known people, uh, but they've been ensembles. They haven't really been mm-hmm. the lead. You know, we still have yet to see well, Chad. Hem- Hem- Hemsworth was, was pretty yeah. unknown. Yeah. He had the Star Trek role where he died as Cap Kirk's father. But that was about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was uh, in that first. That's one. my favorite role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like his brother, Liam. Uh, look, I can't wait for this movie. It's uh, it's the next superhero flick for us coming out this November. All right, that's it for the news. Let's get spooky. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Imran. Hey, Rock Boy. Wouldn't it be great since we're putting out all these great shows and great content that our listeners could support us in some kind of way, maybe with a website or something? 
You know what? I got an idea. Hang tight. I'll be right back. Jack nerd. All right, listener. We have a virtual tip jar. Wowie zowie. It's called Patreon. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon and you can support the show and help us help you. How do you do that? You can make monthly donations, whether it be a dollar, 50 cents, five bucks, or you can donate in one large sum and you get bonus content and it only helps improve the show by getting us on better platforms and better equipment. Fantastic. I hear change jingling in your pocket. <laughs> Don't fucking fuck me over, guys. Do it. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, JT. Goaty. Jacob. Whiskey TK. Hey, Jack and Nerds, this is Insert Coin to Continue. So you've already fucked. All right, all right. Everyone needs to know that that's, that's two eight fucking air horns. Oh. I disagree. Yeah, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> what take for the Jerk Olympics? <laughs> Just go that first one. Rolling. Please check us out at insertcointcontinue.ca and on Twitter at credit number two continue. Bye. Peace. <laughs> In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news, along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast where the Chris versus Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Jeff, uh, I want to know, how did you get into uh, loving the paranormal? Where did all this start? Oh, man. Well, I mean, growing up, I had you know, experiences here and there, but, you know, you kind of just write it off. I mean, even looking back now, I, I'm because of, you know, the investigations and the stuff that I do, uh, the, the serious side of it, I, I have to get in and, and question everything. So even now I kind of look back at those childhood experiences and think, okay, well, what else could it have been, you know? Uh, but it, it kind of piqued my interest. But then uh, as an adult, I've, uh, experience a lot of things that are just crazy. And I know uh, a house that I lived in, I, I owned a house a few years back that actually had a lot of activity and, and I had some crazy shit happen that, you know, it was just me, it was me there. And, and, you know, personal experiences uh, at the time, I didn't document anything, but you know, it really catapulted me more into uh, getting deeper in and, and, you know, trying to, 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 you know, find out more and, and then just figure it out. And then <clears throat> so as I got into it, uh, of course, being a noob into it, I was grabbing hold of everything. And, oh, you know, this is great evidence. This is great evidence. This is great evidence. And then the more I get into it, the more I realized, OK, you know, a lot of this evidence is bullshit because, uh-huh. uh, you know, 90 percent of what you see can be explained by the normal and, and not the paranormal. But the good thing about that is that 10 percent that you're left with, you actually have to say, OK, there's something here. What were me, some of these early experiences? Oh, yeah. 
where? What were they? What, like, what, like were, what they? were they? Yeah. Like, the, from a kid or my actual... Uh, what was, like, uh, where you were actually like, okay, this is fucked up. This is something. Like, the first well, time. Well, here, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this one story. Um, uh, when I first... I, I just purchased this house. A two-story house, you know. Uh, but the stairs in this house had a very distinctive sound to it when someone would walk up and down them. I mean, you know, you, you get those creaking stairs yep, yep. or whatever. And uh, it's, I, I'm very familiar. I, I've done construction and plumbing and everything, uh, you know, when I was younger. So uh, I'm very familiar with the houses sound or the, the sounds that houses make whenever they settle. Right. And so uh, I was at the house, just purchased it. I was there alone. All the doors were locked. And um, I was doing some work in the kitchen. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody come down the stairs and then immediately run back up. And it, now it's not the type of sound of a house settling. I mean, very distinctive footsteps rhythm. coming down the stairs yeah. and then running back a up. A quicker rhythm. Yes. Whoa. And uh, being, I was in the kitchen, so I grabbed a knife and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. someone's in my house. Oh, shit. And so I run up the stairs. Now, the way my upstairs was, uh, it was basically a long hallway. And so in this hallway, you have, you know, a bedroom here, you know, bedroom here, bathroom, another bedroom, and then the master suite. So systematically, I went through, went in the room, and we hadn't even moved any, any uh, furniture in. So I didn't oh. have to look under beds or anything like that. So I ran in. I looked in closets. No one there. Ran in the next room. You know, no one there. I systematically went through the entire upstairs very fast. Nobody was anywhere to be seen. Okay. <laughs> so – I mean, that was the first instance that happened there. And then, uh, you know, just so many things we, we would be uh, sitting and watching movies and we have like guests over and everything like that. And, and uh, you know, sitting and watching movies and the way the couches were arranged and everything, uh, you could tell when someone walked up behind you. And so, you know, we would hear uh, someone walk up behind us and then like giggle or whatever and then run away. And they'd be like, you know, is there someone else in the house? It's like, no, you run upstairs. Like no one was there. So, I mean. All sorts of things would happen. Um, I, I had one instance where whatever was in the house tried to wake me up at uh, like two in the morning, two three in the morning, and uh, it. I, I woke up to a gunshot, oh, shit. What, or what I thought was a gunshot, and I, you know, inside the house, waking up and you know, oh my god, a gunshot just went off. I'm freaking out, and so I get up, and the way my uh, bedroom was, I could look out in the front yard from my uh, right over my bed. And then the backyard was in uh, was outside my my bathroom like took up the whole back of the house so I, I would have to it had like the the smoky windows like bathrooms have I would have to open the window to look out in the backyard okay. so uh, woke up gunshot look out in the front yard freaking out like oh my god you know nothing's out there so I run to the bathroom and I have to open the window to look out in the backyard so I open the window and I hear somebody yelling. Uh, just from off in the distance yelling, help me, help me. Oh God, please someone help me. And at this point I'm like, all right, something's going on. If someone just got shot, yeah, I'm not running out there. Yeah. So I call the police 911. I mean, this is how serious this was. Right. You think it's a guy got shot. He's bleeding and he's calling for help. Sure. Yes. 911. They, the police show up. They say, okay, we're going to go. I told them the whole story. They took a report. They said, they're going to go and check out and everything like that. Uh, so they leave and everything. So a couple days later, I found out that what I heard was actually an old man because I, I uh, there was a, 
uh, old folks retirement home uh, close to where I was. I, I lived on Beckett Lake. Uh, so it was on a lake. And he, I guess, had wandered out of the retirement home, the old folks home, and fallen in the water. And he was drowning. And what I heard was him drowning. He died. But mm. um, so what I'm thinking is whatever was in my house the knew f- that was going on and was trying to wake me up to get me to go help the guy. Holy shit. But, Holy shit. <laughs> but because it was a because I thought it was a gunshot, it prolonged it by waiting for the cops to come and all that stuff, where if I would have just run out right away, I probably could have saved the guy's life. But uh, he did end up dying. Holy and that kind of So this yeah, is all he, look, here, wait, 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 yeah, let him run. Go. Wait. Sorry, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you're talking about this house and everyone is Every every TV show that I've ever seen go you you look into it the, the background of the house and something horrible happened in the house. Mm. So did you ever come up with or figure out why this was happening in this specific house? Honestly, I I never did any research on the okay. house. I mean, I, I I probably should. I mean, I, I still could. I mean, I know the address obviously, but right. um, I, honestly, I never did. I mean, it, it, once I got into paranormal investigation and everything, it was more about uh, you know going to the other locations, and I never really. Because uh, I had moved out of that house, and so I wasn't there anymore. How, how many how many incidents would off the top of your head do you think happened in that house? And that uh, well, just for me yeah. that I personally experienced, right? Oh gosh, probably like ten or so. So more than enough for it's like it's okay, not a coincidence. It's not my brain fucking with me right now. Oh no no. And then, well, this this one time too, I was and this is kind of a one of those like silly weird stories that people are like, okay, I don't know if that's too much information or not. You know, but uh, it, honest to God, truth, I was sitting on the toilet, taking a dump, you know, yeah. uh, I like I, I, literally I, I was like squeezing it out. It was like, oh, I felt my butt sheet. Anyway, like you I'm had me a dump. I, I, okay. I was that's why I was late to this show. <laughs> I was taking <laughs> that fucking oh, really? <laughs> it's was, usually yeah. rugs that's taking the dump. But uh, this time it was the jock. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I was contemplating uh, doing the show on the toilet because uh, I would have been fine. Yeah, Rugs has Rugboy has done that. The acoustics are wonderful. Yeah, it's great for recording. I've also had a ghost experience in the toilet. What? Uh oh. Yeah, one time I was taking a shit and I squeezed it out and it was you know I felt I heard it go into the toilet and then I looked in the bowl and I couldn't see it. It was a ghost shit. Yeah, (laughs) it was a haunted butthole shit. Did did you hear an echo go? <laughs> kind of. So high, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, so wait, wait, so, wait, wait, he's going. He's he's continuing his yeah. story. We we went off. On oh oh yeah, yeah. So take uh, it uh, uh, Yeah, I was sitting on the toilet and everything, and the bathroom actually was was quite big. It was quite large. We had like a jacuzzi tub on the other side, and there was probably a good I don't know, like ten feet in, in between everything. And so uh, I, I was. The, the garbage can was over next to the sink and everything. And I'm just sitting there all of a sudden uh, an old toilet paper roll, <clears throat> cardboard toilet paper roll falls out of the garbage can and rolls across the floor. Didn't think much of it. It's like, okay, there's no wind. There was nothing, uh, no slant. I mean, there, there's no, n- no reason for this thing to just fall out. And, but I mean, it like fell out, waited a minute and then like rolled over towards the tub and everything. And then, it, it sat there for a minute, and then all of a sudden, it started rolling towards me. And then it rolled like halfway towards me and stopped. And uh, I, I was just like, well, I said, is there someone here? I said, if, if there's anyone here, make that roll the rest of the way towards me. And sure enough, as soon as I said that, it went, and like, no. And like, like, no. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I just got so, ghost bumpies. Yeah, it was uh, – <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, luckily it was on the toilet, so you know, I, I didn't have to worry about shitting myself. So, but it seems like this, this whatever this was, if this happened, but and I, I, I have no reason to doubt you. It seemed like this thing was kind of friendly. Yeah. Oh, it was, and that that was the one thing that I was saying. Anytime like someone would come over and, and things would happen, they'd like freak out. I'm like, no, it's nice, it's fun, it's it's playful. playful I mean, they would do things yeah. like you know, jack the air conditioner way up or way down, or I would be, you know, just hanging out listening to music and all of a sudden my stereo would jack up and I'm like, all right, it just likes good tunes, you know? So, I mean, it was you know, just playful things like that. And, you know, I'm thinking it might've been kids because of, you know, some of the like giggling and stuff that I, I heard. Uh, so when you start like actually getting into the investigation side of things, where's the evidence? Is it in like magnetic fields? Is it in sound waves? Uh, and what is the best way to record it? How, what's hard, hard evidence? Well, okay. You have to understand that anyone that says that they 100% know what ghosts are, yeah. they're full of shit because uh, the whole point of, uh, any, any, and, and I, and I kind of look at, paranormal investigation as a science okay. and any branch of science is all theory. Sure. Everything is based on theory and uh, even, you know, the theory of relativity, you know, the, everything is looked at as, as, as a theory, even though it's been proven, it's still looked at as a theory because we're, we're constantly trying to learn and learn more about it. So um, the, the theories that we have about paranormal are essentially you know, that it's energy, that there's, there's mm. an energy force. And then the way I kind of look at it as is, is like our bodies uh, are physical and we right like right now today, we can physically grow a body in a laboratory. Like but, a, a clone. Well, I mean, essentially you look at like they're growing ears on mice's backs. Oh, you know? yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're regenerating all this shit in, in the laboratory. So yeah. I mean, we physically have the ability to generate the cells that make up a human body, but that life energy that brings a body to life and, and makes us living, well, that energy has to go somewhere when we die. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the thought is that that energy is, is, you know, kind of trapped in some places because even in, in a scientific standpoint, uh, you, you know, that energy never dies. Energy, you know, cannot be killed. Energy only transforms. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you burn a light bulb, it, it, it emits heat and, you know, light energy. So essentially, if you've got this life force of a person that is trapped here and hasn't, you know, moved on or, or whatever people like to, to, to call that as far as, you know, their beliefs, as far as, you know, religion and everything. If, if that energy is here and, and doing some of the things that, you know, you hear about, well, how are we going to document it? So some of the things, and, and we're, you know, we're constantly coming up with new ideas. Some of the new tools they come out with are, are bullshit, but mm. you know, they're again, they're, they're trying, they're, they're, yeah. they're trying to come out with new ways to document evidence and uh, some of the best ways to document. I mean, obviously my favorite is video. Uh, I have a, a thermal camera, FLIR thermal uh -huh. camera, uh -huh. which I love because it will measure heat signatures. And so a lot of times what you'll see whenever there's, uh, an entity or spirit or something, it, the, uh, anything with uh, that's alive has uh, really hot colors. So like right. yellows, oranges, reds, uh, anything else that's inanimate has like warm color or uh, cool colors like blues and so on and so forth. So uh, whenever you get something that looks like a person, but it's a purple uh, shape that so, comes across that, I mean, cause it can't be a person uh, and, and, but you also have to be careful too, because uh, shadows, you know, could possibly have 
some effect some on kind of system. heat energy or like a traveling heat wave, but it's slightly warmer. It's in color than the blue. But that's the thing is, fart. is well, you know, <laughs> could be a uh, fart. Actually, you know what? I, I, I want to do that. I'm gonna. I want to. Does a fart show up video. on the thermal cam? <laughs> well, I'm gonna find out. I'm, I'm gonna find out for sure. So, I mean, that's one way. Uh, video footage too. I mean, the the infrared footage. Okay. Uh, sometimes you'll you'll catch things on the infrared because it's a different, uh, uh, you know, light signature mm-hmm. uh, that we can't really see with the naked eye. So, I mean, there's all sorts of of different video tactics to to capture things and uh, audio as well. I mean, you mentioned audio. There's uh, something called EVPs, which is uh, uh, electronic voice phenomenon. And what that is, is it's a disembodied voice that, oh, no, not a disembodied voice, because disembodied voice is something that you hear audibly, but, you know, there's, there's nothing Kind of like Rug Boy uh, but, right now. He's just yeah, a, exactly. He's a, he's his a camera went voice. down. He's just a disembodied Rug Boy voice. Yes. But uh, the EVP is if, if you and I were sitting here and we were, we had our, our digital recorder, we're recording us talking and we ask a question, you know, uh, what's your name? And then we wait 10 seconds. And then when we play the, uh, the audio back, we hear some voice say, Bob. Holy shit. But we didn't physically hear it <laughs> while we were there, but you hear it on your recorded device. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've caught some, some incredible EVPs. Some are Class A, which are amazing. That's what you want. You want a Class A EVP, which essentially you listen to it and you're like, there's no question. You know exactly what it is. Uh, but i got to say 90% of EVPs that I've heard – it's it's like it could have literally been someone farting, and so know, these aren't like, these aren't oh, high end audio. What if it's it's someone not... mumbling under their breath, like you can barely hear it. <laughs> well, and and you know what, and that's why there's rules for every time you do an EVP session. You go around and everyone has to say their name themselves, so that way you have a, an evidence of okay, if you hear something, you can be like, okay, that was such and such as voice because we can compare it to it. Oh, you know, and um, and and not only that, but you if, if you happen to like shuffle or you know clear your throat or mm. or make a, any sort of sound at all you always audibly register it like you know okay if i, if I like you know shuffle my feet you mark uh, it. you mark it you yeah. say you know okay well that, this is jeff you know i, I shuffled my feet mm. jeff you know, I, have a, I have a, a random question for you okay are you you're familiar with sleep paralysis yes so i feel like like 90 percent of paranormal activity can just be contributed to someone experiencing sleep paralysis. What, what are your thoughts on on that? I, I would tend to agree. I mean, I've I've experienced that myself, right? And, sure. and you know, and I've been able to write it off as just you know sleep paralysis. Explain and, that again, because uh, Anthony, that's happened to you, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't have the exact scientific definition. Jeff probably can fill that in, but it's basically when your brain wakes up, but your body doesn't. Oh, so you and so you literally cannot move, but you're you're consciously awake. Oh yeah, the one time I was I was yeah. uh, in the in between I, I was in a sleep paralysis and I my eyes were open I could see my room but I could still audibly hear what was happening in my dream. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, and it was it was crazy. Oh, that's usually, so usually when I experience it, I see things and I can feel things holding me down. But I know that it's just sleep so paralysis. people might think that's like a, a spirit pressing down. Right. Or if you want to even get religious, like you know, people are like these were angels. But why? But why do he, Why would they even do that? Why? What's the point you, of it? What do you mean? Why would uh, your brain? Like do a, that? a real person, even if it was a real person in the room with you, wouldn't jump on you and hold you down. There's no reason for a person to do that. Well, you have to remember, you're waking up. 
You have to think. No, I'm saying if you think it's a person doing it to you, like a real thing, a real being doing it, why would they do that? There's no reason for them to do that. And they do it to a lot of people, evidently, because a lot of people have sleep paralysis. It's it's disorienting to wake up like that and you can't move your body. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, I think I feel like your brain is still in the midst of almost dream state. So you're, you're in between this weird state of. And rug, rug, rug. I, I, would, I would love to live in your world because in my world, I constantly question why the fuck people do things. <laughs> well, but in your experience, Jeff, what causes the paranormal activities to actually get triggered? Like, what do you think th- uh, is their motivation for showing themselves almost? I, you know what? It, that's it, that is a great question. And, and I'm going to give you a little tidbit here. Sometimes paranormal activity is spawned by a person that is actually living in the, the building and actually there. What, they're projecting people, a live person? Yes. What? Yes. People like, people can project and without even knowing and whoa. cause this stuff to happen. Well, whoa. I agree with that to a degree. I feel like that the human mind is so powerful. Yeah. All right. Now, I, just think about this. All right. Now, this is not, I'm not going to try and get to the X-Men or anything like that. But basically, our whole entire body is powered by a thought. All right. That thoughts passed down to us from our parents. Our mom gives passes that light or whatever that energy is. And we have that ability to think and then and make those thoughts. I want to move my hand here. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so everything in this universe is powered by a thought or something to that, that, that will, that will to do something. All right. So when your when your mind becomes powerful and you become like obsessed with something, you can make you can generate things happen. Like people have psychosomatic illnesses. Mm-hmm. People have psychosomatic everything. There's people that just go crazy because they, they think they hear voices and they start listening to them and then they become obsessed with these things. And it happens. So the mind is a very powerful thing. A mind can make you feel like you're on fire. I mean, and it's all, it. and it's also their electric impulses, but it does kind of tap into like the X-Men superhero thing. Like we all have the potential. That would be a power. Well, it's kind of like Doctor Strange. You got the potential to use that, use the mind, and and uh, project these. Here, here's the next uh, layer of that is there is the thought, right, that Rugboy is talking about where I think I'm going to do this. I want to move my hand. I'm going to move my hand. But then there's un, you know, subconscious things. Like you, you blink your eyes just subconsciously. You breathe subconsciously. Yeah. So maybe there's that part of your mind that can that we don't really know what that how strong that part of or even another layer under uh, underneath that oh yeah that's behind everything yeah right so what what are your thoughts on that jeff the subconscious mind yeah yeah no there there is i mean we have a lot of subconscious movements that we don't think about like you mentioned you know the blinking the breathing and and those are those are just the motor skills that our our bodies are naturally uh programmed to do i mean that that sustains our life that that's what our bodies do without us having to consciously think about them and you know essentially uh, those motor skills that uh, our bodies get used to doing, we can train those to, to do them ourselves, too. I mean, that's why uh, you get people <clears throat> that uh, have uh, like play guitar for you know so many years. They don't even think about it anymore. They're just you know, they, it's it's just natural. They they've have that that muscle memory that's mm-hmm. built in. And uh, actually, you know, that's part uh, uh, actual muscle memory. It, it actually builds a certain. Uh, muscles physically, mm. but a lot of the control is just your subconscious mm-hmm. to where you don't have to think about that stuff anymore. Uh, but how that applies to the paranormal stuff that people can project and generate is they we, we don't know enough about 
the capacity of what our brains can do to, to really understand a lot of that stuff. I mean, you know, we're still constantly doing studies and research to find out more because, uh, I mean, we, we don't know. I mean, the psychics now granted 90% of psychics are bullshit, mm-hmm. but there are those select few well, that have blown my mind that it's like, there's something there. Well, I also think it's kind of like the guitar stuff. All right. Because if you're like a psychic, you would be a millionaire. Because you would predict the lottery oh, yeah. numbers or yeah. something like that. But most psychics yeah. look at people and tell them about their lives. I mean, that's what the mediums do and all that stuff. They look at them and say, mm-hmm. so they have that same kind of skill, like like a guitarist like Eddie Van Halen, who doesn't have to think about playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people look at people and can just analyze them quickly just by movements and how they talk and what they're talking about and can just kind of read those people and everything that's going on in their lives. And it, that's a skill. I think it's a very awesome skill, but I think it's a skill. I don't know if they're maybe they're using more brain power than a normal person. Maybe they're geniuses. Okay, I'll give them that much. I mean, some people are just natural, better judges of character. But if they could really tell the future. Yeah, they'd be rich. Is not supposed to see. They'd be. Yeah. They'd use it to their own advantage. Yeah. Noel okay. says in the chat, sensitives. They should be called sensitives, not psychics. I like that. Jeff, I want to talk about uh, some of these ghost busting TV shows. But before that, I need one more ghost story. Give me your best ghost story. Give a, how about some? Do you have anything like kind of evil or disturbing? Oh, oh not okay. well, yeah, you know, not I'll, a playful. I'll tell you, I, uh, and it's it's funny because uh, Noel and and Rhonda have heard this story. Um, Probably more than once, uh, but I'll tell you the story about my experience in jail. Ooh, okay, Ooh, I okay. like it. Not me in jail. We were oh. investigating a jail. Oh, we were okay. investigating an old, uh, uh, old abandoned uh, Clay County jail in uh, Clay County, Florida. Here, actually, I'm in Clay County currently right now, Florida. Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, and um, so. I, uh, I I got uh, I got molested by a ghost. <laughs> Wait a minute, True story. True story. Okay. So, uh, we're doing the investigation, and uh, there's this one cell, uh, top floor, very end, darkest cell in the whole place. Uh, everyone always, I mean, a ton of people that were doing the investigation there with us uh, would say that there's a dark energy there, that there's just something in there that that wants to attack them and, and, and just has all of this uh, horrible energy surrounding it. So uh, of course me being me, I'm, I, I immediately go after that stuff. It's like, Oh, you know, Oh, something uh, says it, it wants to, to kill me. All right. I'm, I'm there. Let, let, let's go. Let's let, do it. Do it. Let's see it. I want, you know, give me some evidence. I want, I want to document this. That's just how stupid I am. Um, but so, yeah, you know, we go to that end cell and you know, we're doing an EVP session. I'm standing in there, uh, chance and Pat who are on the show with me. We're in that cell. They can attest to this. Uh, so I'm sure that, uh, you know, they've, if you have a chance to talk to them, like on Facebook or Twitter after this, they'll, you know, take it a step further and, you know, make it about, you know, of course, I'm getting molested by a man ghost or whatever. But anyway, so we're in there. We're doing an EVP session. When we're doing EVP sessions, I don't like to, to talk or interrupt it because I want to, you know, stay perfectly still and just allow the EVP session to to garner whatever it's going to garner so as we're doing the evp session we had a uh an emf meter uh, electromagnetic uh field detector uh, that we had sitting essentially right next to me it was probably a you know a foot or so you know away from my crotch and we're doing this evp session and as we're doing it i feel something grabbing my crotch you know kind of between my knees and my crotch area 
and every and, and you know as it was as I was getting that sensation, the meter spiked, <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. We're doing the EVP session, going on and on and on, and sensation will go away, meter goes down. All of a sudden, I feel the sensation come back, the meter spikes. I'm like, okay, still not going to say anything. Goes back down when the sensation goes away, and this this happens four or five times. And we we finish the EVP session immediately as soon as we're done. I tell everyone else, I'm like, yeah, this is what's happening because they were all you know excited that the meter was spiking. I said every time that meter spiked, my crotch was getting grabbed. Oh shit! So as soon as I said that, Chance grabs the meter, and at, at this point in time, I still felt something. He grabs the meter, shoves it between my legs. And sure enough, it spikes right there between my legs. And I was like, all right, something's there. And like, uh, everyone starts laughing, of course, because it's a big joke. Ha ha. Jeff, the pretty boy, gets uh, molested by a male ghost in jail. You know, so it's all fun and games. But a few minutes later, sensation's gone. He puts it back. Nothing. No spike. So, I mean, we have enough evidence to say that something was molesting me in jail. Dude, you know what? <laughs> I got to tell you, it sounds hot. Fucking jail ghost groping. I'm all in. Oh, yeah. I think they were all just jealous that I'm the only one that got any action that night. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe you should have brought some soap and dropped it. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the soap? Look, Jeff, I want to get your – I want you to turn us on to a good ghost hunting show. There's a a popularity of these shows on TV now. They're all over the place. Mm -hmm. Which ones are bullshit? Which ones are getting it right? Is there one you can recommend? Be like these guys. This is like the closest. Well, thing. first one I'm going to recommend, obviously out of the gate, is Ghost of Shepherdstown. Okay. Um, Ghost of Shepherdstown. First of all, uh, this has nothing to do with the fact that uh, Bill and Elizabeth are friends of mine. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, though, I mean, it, it really is a good show. I mean, in, in talking with with you know both Bill, actually uh, Nick Groff is uh, on the show. He actually was on Ghost Adventures. Um, on Travel Channel okay. with uh, Zach Wagons and uh, everything, but uh, he left that show, and so he's done a couple shows since then. Uh, uh, so Nick is on Goes to Shepherdstown, and you have uh, Elizabeth Saint, who is hot. Uh, I mean, literally Elizabeth. Geek yeah, Geek Boner, big time. Uh, she, that's reason enough to watch right there because she is literally the hottest female in paranormal right now. Uh, every, nice. Everybody's Googling. Where can one Googling watch Elizabeth. Ghost of uh, Shepherdstown? Ghost of Shepherdstown is on a, a network called Destination America. Oh, okay. And, yes, and it's uh, actually uh, I know as of a couple of weeks ago it was the number one show on Destination America. So uh, they were doing really well. So I'm hoping that they get picked up for another season because uh, this was their first season. And uh, Bill Hartley, uh, I mean, he's he's sexy in his own right, not as sexy as Elizabeth Saint, but uh, you know he, he definitely is a good guy. Um, and uh, oh, oh, Mike King, uh, the chef, the sheriff. Of Shepherdstown uh, is a friend too. He's a, uh, all good guys. We've had all of them on uh, our Dondetics radio with us. She's, and but she's, she's they, an attractive Ghostbuster. I'll tell you she's, what. She's hot. She's yeah. definitely hot. Sexy, sexy saint. That's what I call her. And <clears throat> interesting. So this yeah, is like a, this is an investigation show. Mm-hmm. Shepherdstown uh, uh, is a city, the entire city. They just had a ton of paranormal activities. So uh, the sheriff, uh, Mike King, actually. Uh, got a hold of Nick Groff and put a team together to come in to do a whole investigation in the whole town. So uh, it's only six episodes, okay. but progressively, uh, the last episode, the last few episodes, you know, they get some things evidence-wise that 
it's it's just really intense. And uh, uh, Bill um, uh, mentioning the thermal, you you see Bill, and all of a sudden something starts overtaking his whole left side, and you see his whole left side turn purple. Whoa! Like we we're talking about. Whoa! Yeah. Something so, is hugging him. <laughs> and uh, when I was asking him about that, he was basically saying he just blacked out that he didn't like really know all that was going on and everything. So, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good show. Uh, there, there's a lot that kind of get it right. I mean, they, honestly, I, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of shows that we just make fun of. Yeah. No, I imagine that's why I was asking. That's a good recommendation. Listener. I'll have notes, links to everything we talk about in the show notes, jockinner.com slash one twenty, which is my segue into the fact that your show dead X radio, which is, uh, you guys, it's a live multi-cam web podcast. It's a video podcast. It's not an audio podcast. And my man, Jeff here, you can't tell when you watch, he's switching the cameras. He's throwing up lower thirds. He's bringing guests on Skype and hosting the show and being funny and dirty all at the same time. It's very impressive, but you guys, you. you are, uh, you're going to have your own inve- paranormal investigation TV show. Yeah. Yeah. We got a little TV show coming out. Yeah, right on. So, T- tell us about, uh, what's about dead X Chronicles. It's called dead X Chronicles. Yeah. We got, uh, uh, somehow, you know, we got the executive producer of our TV show is Tom Holland, who is the gentleman that created Chucky. I got to stop you there. Cause to our audience, you say Tom Holland, they're going to be like, oh, the kid playing Spider-Man is uh, producing your team. No, no. This is producer Tom Holland who produced Produce, Chucky. Yeah. And he, Fright, he Fright created Night. Chucky. Child's oh, played Fright Night. Wow, he created Chucky. That's awesome. Yes. And uh, it's funny because uh, we talked to him a lot about you know what the process he went through when he created Chucky. Uh, there's a lot of rumors out there because there is a haunted doll yeah. in uh, Key West called Robert the Doll. And a lot of people, including certain TV show personalities claim that Chucky was based on this doll. And we've talked to Tom many, many times and asked him point blank, you know, is there any truth to that? Is he laughs? He's like, he never even heard of Robert. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Have you, uh, (laughs) that's an actual haunted doll. Have you checked that out? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, we're supposed to do uh, an event, I think in November. What what does the doll do besides, uh, does he, does he co-host the podcast? <laughs> uh, he, he does. Actually, he's uh, he's volleying for your job. There, You're going to have to get him on the show then. I think oh, no. we're going to replace yeah. Rugboy with a ghost doll. Yeah, but he may kill you all, though. That's the only setback. Well, it's a risk oh, I'm willing to take. Oh, shit. Speak, yeah, speak only for yourself. <laughs> if there's a fucking doll willing to kill me, I am running the fuck away. Dude, so what is your show? What are you, gonna, what are you guys going to do on your show? Oh, well, our show is, is, is really for entertainment purposes. I mean – uh, we are going to be taking celebrities doing paranormal investigations. We're taking them to the most haunted locations around the world. Cool. And we actually have uh, some locations lined up that are so haunted that there are a large number of paranormal teams that refuse to investigate them because Whoa. they're so intense. Oh shit. Wow. It's Even the wild. ghost so hunters course. don't want to go. Yep, exactly. So, of course, we're going to bring – So who's going? Who's, what, what celebrities you got going? I, I can't, can't say. Disclose. I can't disclose. You got to watch. I, I, oh, okay. I, well, no, I mean I, I would – I really, really wish I could throw out the names. I mean I can tell you the names that we've had on our show that have said they want to go. Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. Do you know who that is? Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall uh, says he wants to go on one. So we, we have him. 
some of the other ones that we haven't had on the show that we haven't put out there publicly yet that I can't say publicly are in just blows my mind because I'm just like, ah, that's going to be so incredible. Jeff, are you going to go with them into these places? Are you going to yes, like accompany gonna be, them? It's going to be the four of us. Uh, us okay. four. We're, we're just, we're, we're the dead X boys. Mm, yeah. So it's, it's chance, Pat, John, and myself. We're the dead X boys. We're going to be taking them on these paranormal investigations and, uh, you know, because we're going to teach them we're you know, show them the ropes, kind of the, the premise is, uh, these spirits that we're taking them to talk to and, and interact with died long before these celebrities were ever famous. And these celebrities are used to talking and interacting with people who know who they are. Everyone knows who they are. They're ah, famous. They're celebrities. Yeah. So it's kind of a challenge. It's like, all right, here's your chance to have a conversation with someone who has no idea who you are. Huh? Are you, are you scared that something horrific could happen? No, no. Okay. I mean, you know, the, the worst things that I've seen, you know, rocks get thrown, but you know, we have insurance and band-aids. It's kind of like the bear, the bear grills show, except just with uh, haunted houses and ghosts and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only difference is Bear Grylls show is all fake, and that's they pretty much have like a fake as fuck. Wait, but, but you know what I mean? They they Facebook. don't just drop them in uh, by themselves. Uh, how's, how's that cameraman actually uh, following along and all that shit? There is that one show. It's called Alone, I think, where they literally they drop you in the forest and give you a GoPro, and that's your camera. Like it's up to you, and you have nothing, and it's pretty much last person to stay wins. Yeah, yeah, but they they still have uh, uh, paramedic tents and everything. They're, they're ah, still being yeah, modern. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've you know looked into that too. I, but I, I know I know the show you're talking about. That's I mean, exciting. There's there's legal reasons you have you yeah. have to understand. I mean, all these things that you see on TV, you know, they present it that way because it's for entertainment. But you got to realize they legally they can't. they can't put them in danger. They all have insurance no. policies. These motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. So but, how uh, do you how do you how are you going to make it more authentic uh, than come across more authentic? Well, here's the thing. We're, we're, yeah, none of our shit's going to be fake. I mean, and that, that's because that that's really a big thing. And, and I'm not going to get into it. I mean, we're obviously we're we're friends with a lot of the paranormal celebrities and stuff. And I've heard a lot of stories. And and unfortunately, a lot. And, and, and I. I'm not going to say that they they do fake evidence. I, I will never throw another show under the bus and say that they do. I'm just going to say that there's certain things that these shows have to deliver on. Uh, if your whole basis of your paranormal show is, hey, come and look at our ghosts. If you're not showing any ghosts, mm. then you're not going to have a fucking show. I, right. you know? I mean, so, yeah. They so, have to deliver ghosts. Our show, okay. we're paranormal investigating we're bringing celebrities. You're getting our personalities. You're getting, you know, four assholes mm-hmm. that, you know, professionally say stupid shit all the time. That's what we do. And so that entertainment value is what is going to bring people to the show. The paranormal is we're going to do proper investigations. It's all going to be done legit, 100 percent. And and the reason that we, we structured it this way is we don't have to show you any fucking evidence. If we show you evidence, you're going to know 100 percent that it's not faked. And that it is legitimate because the fact that our show doesn't rely on us having to show you evidence. Right, right. So are you saying then that each that, that there could be episodes where we don't see shit? Well, if there's an episode where you don't see shit, then you're going to be laughing your ass off and you're still going to see a celebrity get freaked out because they're going to be put in a situation that, that they're, they're not be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. See, the thing is, everybody is, grows up being scared of ghosts. 
because you're taught that. So even if you go, even if you grow up and you're completely a scientist, there's still that little part of you that 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 has that fear. Yeah. And then it's all you got to do is play on yeah. that, and then yeah. the mind Always does the rest. Does. Yeah, no. and, and you know, it's also like any show that's called Finding Bigfoot, you know for goddamn sure they ain't fucking finding Bigfoot because then the fucking show's over. So, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I did love exactly. Joe Rogan had a great show where he kind of debunked all these things and it was just like one season and out because he's like, look, we're not finding Bigfoot. You guys aren't finding Bigfoot. This is all bullshit. Here's what's the real deal. Well, that, that may adds a little credibility to Jeff's show, though, if if there, you, you can't guarantee you're going to see something crazy happen. Yeah. Because then it's like it's not you know it doesn't staged. happen all the time yeah it doesn't it's no. not, you can't force it yeah yeah and, and and that's that's exactly why we structure it that way because we're not relying on finding that I right. mean you know honestly if we never find a damn bit of footage we're still gonna have people watching because it's gonna be funny as fuck I love it and and entertaining yeah and uh, and, and and another side of that too and this is one of the things that we've all well, you know tried to put out there is that uh, you know because in the paranormal world uh, there is a, a large community that tries to help people that are you know suffering from you know ghosts and like if uh, they have small children and uh you know there's a poltergeist that's like throwing shit around the house uh there's these shows that you know want to help those people and uh you know for us we've already you know had people you know come to us and be like well you know uh, are you going to help those families your show is about entertainment but are you going to help those families and and my response to that is I'm not going to exploit a fucking family and real problems they have for a TV show. TV show is entertainment. It's there for fun. If a family comes to us and needs help, we're going to help them off camera. Off, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, legit. Sure. That's uh, that's very responsible. It sounds exciting. Oh, my God. I have so many questions. First of all, you know what will be great for the four of you guys? You ever see the show Impractical Jokers on True TV? <laughs> It's yep. You guys should fuck with each other with the ghosts like they do. You guys would be great at it. That's exactly what we're doing. That's that's what that's the vibe I was getting, and I love that already. Those guys, because you guys are fun to watch. I love watching those guys. You know they've been friends for a long time, uh, and that chemistry is impeccable. The other thing, Carlos brings up a good question here, uh, and it's kind of like a funny question, but it's a good point. Can you ca- can you catch a ghost or an apparition in energy and reuse him? Or actually, like in Ghostbusters, like a containment unit, is that a thing? Well, I, I'm just, there's a, a show called Ghost Asylum. Okay. They're, the whole premise of their show is they build these elaborate traps to try to trap a ghost. Um, to date, the number of ghosts... They've captured is zero. Big fat so, zero. All right. Well, zero. they got to so, find one first, I guess. Well, no, they, they're they're They've caught evidence that there are, you know, ghosts there. But, uh, you know, my, my theory on that is, you know, number one, uh, why the fuck try to catch a ghost? Just leave them be. People like you playing know? Pokemon Go. It's the same Pokemon thing. Ghosts. There we go. <laughs> Pokemon po- ghosts. Poke, Poke ghosts. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but, you know, and that, that's the whole thing for me. You know, and I got to kind of look at it this way, too. Um, imagine if this ghost is your grandma. It's kind of mean. Do you want to trap a soul? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's, I don't know. To, to me, I, I kind of like to look at them as people because, and then that's how I interact with them because they, they were people and, mm. and, 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 you know, kind of taking the little uh, caveat over to the side here, a uh, little tangent. If people try to say that a lot of these like evil spirits are demons, mm. And, you know, there, I, I believe that there are some, you know, demon hauntings, 
that are bad. But really, quite frankly, if you're an asshole in life, you're going to be an asshole as a ghost. Too. Ah, so, I got gotcha. you. You know. Uh, okay. so, so the other follow-up question that came out of that for me was, are children more open to seeing these things and communicating than adults are once we grow up and get jaded or whatnot? Children can – okay, audibly, it's already been proven that there are certain tones that children can hear mm. that adults can't hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually use that in uh, some deterrent cases to keep kids from loitering. They'll play a certain tone that only the kids can hear that kind of annoy them and, and run them off. Yeah. So uh, I, I can only imagine that visibly that their 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 vision they have uh, you know a little bit different spectrum that uh, you know uh, visual frequencies that they can see that we can't too. So being more open, you know, when you think about the actual uh, scientific factor of the uh, you know visual and audio that has been proven that they can see different frequencies and and hear different frequencies, you know, uh, and also coupling that with the fact that they're more open, they're not, you know, as closed off mentally uh, Mm. that, yeah, I mean, I I would believe that, that they are more susceptible Mm. to to having those kind of interactions. So like imaginary friends, you might want to think about that differently sometimes when your kid has an imaginary friend. Oh, I've, I've heard some stories, some, uh, from some very, uh, uh, you know, reliable people that uh, these kids uh, have come out and, and been like, oh, this is my imaginary friend. And then they end up describing someone who right. was either a, a lost relative or someone that had died in that location. Oh, so. here, here, I got a, another question for you. Have you ever either experienced or heard a story that you actually believe about some like exorcist type shit? Actually, a, a, a friend of mine, Rich Valdez, is a demonologist and uh, I've had a chance to talk with him about some of his stories about exorcisms, and uh, you know, I, there there are some some legitimate stories out there uh, that I, I, there again, I mean, the mind can do crazy things, and mm-hmm. so I think that uh, a lot of those can just be written off as to you know, people just ha- suffering from mental illness, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of uh, history, historical uh, exorcisms were really just that. I mean, it was just yeah. not, not understanding mental illness. And, uh, you know, so nowadays they kind of, uh, in, in, in talking to Rich, I mean, they go through uh, really a, a whole process of research about uh, history of mental illness with the people and really understanding uh, that side of it before they say, okay, yeah, this is an actual possession. So demonologist, that's a thing? Like you could go to school and get a degree in demonology? Uh, it's demonologist is a real thing, but you got to understand demonologist is not someone that casts out demons. Yeah. Demonologist is someone a study. basically he's, he's, he's an inter- intermediary, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, in talking to rich, he, he doesn't perform the exorcisms. I mean, he could, if he had to, but, uh, he, he's there to kind of assist and, and assess. I mean, you think about the exorcisms and the the the. the it's one step away from a dermatologist, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Or you, yeah. you know what? The worst job is to be a demon dermatologist. Oh, shit. That's a lot of acne cream. Uh, <laughs> but you think about the exorcis- exorcisms and the, the recurring stories of the levitating and the bed shaking. And, you know, you wonder, d- did this actually happen or did someone just make this up and it spread and that's what we're seeing? Or is that what's actually happening? Well, you know, the, the movie The Exorcist, the real life story about that was actually a little boy. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's 
when, when you read about the actual you know things and how they kind of correlate of course hollywood embellishes yeah yeah hollywood embellishes everything anytime even you see anything that says based on a true story it, it's usually bullshit like case in point down in uh, clearwater uh where i live uh, I was down there. Uh, a couple of my friends uh, made a movie called A Dolphin's Tale. Okay. It's, uh, it's about a dolphin that like lost its tail and someone made it's a prosthetic. A beautiful film. Yeah, it was a beautiful film. And it was all like, oh, you know, based on a true story. And uh, the funny thing, the only one thing that's true about that movie is there was a dolphin without a tail that got a prosthetic. <laughs> there was a Everything dolphin. else, the people involved, yeah. everything else. Even the, They even renamed the Clearwater Aquarium for the movie. I mean, that's how fake everything else was. Oh, boy. That's Hollywood. Yeah. Noel says that's Hollywood. Matt Dalhauer says based yep. on a true story can mean anything. Pretty much. Carlos says Star Wars was based on a true story. Yeah, uh, my yeah, life yeah, is yeah. based on a true story. That's right. <laughs> Whoa, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, right on. You guys got any more questions for uh, that you are interested in? I'd like to put a thought out there. All righty. Um, I, I, I've always been wrestling with this whole ghost thing my whole life. And I, I want to believe people. I really want to believe, but I always try to apply a scientific thing to it. And I'm trying to apply some kind of thing that makes sense to me. And I always think about that, the theory of the multiverse mm-hmm. and parallel worlds that mm-hmm. we can't see dimensions that we can't see. And I don't really think that when we see stuff, it's ghosts of people like uh, that have passed on and are trying to come back. It's more like the echoes of them in their, in the other parallel universe that bleeds through. Mm-hmm. So let's say your, let's say your, your sister dies in this, in this world, she's dead, but in the parallel universe, that's exactly like ours. She's still alive. And maybe in that universe that we can't, that we can't uh, see, it bleeds through. And for that split second, people see something. It's a glitching of the space time yeah. fabric. Yeah, like 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 uh, in the Matrix when you get a deja vu. Yeah, no, I felt that also too. Like historical events, like are we bleeding and seeing another parallel universe? Does any of this play into uh, what you've seen, Jeff? Well, that's the thing is there's so many theories out there about you know parallel universes, different dimensions, even uh, you know the theories that time literally just loops upon itself there's a a, the theory out there that there's no such thing as time that everything is happening at the exact same time and so right right that's you know that's why it's like you know you could have things happen that you see that you know so i mean everyone is trying to come up with an answer to these questions that we have but that's my point of what i was getting across before is that anyone that says that they have the answer is full of shit because Mm. We always want to ask questions. You always want to humor these things. That's why it's, it's so funny when I get people that, that come to me and, and they say, you know, I, I want to ask your opinion on something that happened to me, but I don't want you to think I'm crazy because yeah. anyone else that I'm told thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. And my response is always like, you know what? I will never think you're crazy because I always want to humor whatever someone may think it is. Because if, if, if the second that I stop letting myself be open to questioning things Absolutely. is it's the second that I should just hang up my hat and be done. Yeah. Look, I, I think anything is possible. I was telling Jeff before we started recording, I have vitiligo. I was born a little brown boy, grew up to a white man. Anything is fucking possible, people. I'm living proof. <laughs> this was not supposed to happen. I feel like the same thing is happening can happen in your mind, too. Like when you have a deja vu, 
you're you're conscious. You're not sleeping. You're walking around just doing a normal thing. And all of a sudden, this thing comes at you like it was a memory. And your mm-hmm. mind does that. And you're seeing things and you're kind of having an experience and you're kind of thrown off. And we've learned to shake those things off. Well, so like, Jeff, yeah. And we have them Jeff, often. Jeff, I expect you to have the answers next time we talk to you, <laughs> yeah. by the way. That's <laughs> okay. All, that's all I'm, that's my one request is if, if slash when we talk to you or if. And when this show comes on the air, I, I want all the answers. <laughs> all the answers for everything. Look, everything. I can't. I can't say the answer to the uh, meaning of life. You, you, a, you just have to and watch it, the, the the Monty Python movie. It spells it out. For you. <laughs> well, the, the answer to the meaning of life is I don't want to know that answer. So <laughs> that's the only one I don't want. Dude, oh, okay. Deja vu. Also, <laughs> I've always thought that it's like a it's just like a synaptic electrical glitch, and you just think. That you are remembering this yeah, again. But I've had deja have, vu. Swear that, you, that you've been there before, right? Well, hold on. I've had deja vu instances happen to me where literally the people I'm with, I've told them I'm having deja vu. Wait, this, this is, is about happen. to happen. And it happened exactly oh, like fuck. that. <laughs> okay. That blows my theory out of the fucking water. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt Delhauer actually has got a good question in the chat. He's like, if a ghost see, we see is an echo of a parallel universe, does that mean that the ghosts think we're also ghosts? Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. Wow. Right. It worked. It would work both ways. Yeah. There would be a you somewhere l- catching stuff from Remember Interstellar? This- I, I didn't sit through that movie. Uh, in the movie, basically, Matthew McConaughey uh, goes, goes down into a black hole, and he goes to a place where, um, where space and time don't matter, and all the universes are intersecting at the same time. And he's banging to try and get the person to not go into space. And he's trying to let them know, and he and the person thinks it's a ghost. Oh, but it's uh, it's oh, just yeah. parallel universe. Ultimate- All right, like, la- last thing uh, I want to wrap this up with. I had a random thought during the day, and I wanted to make sure to ask you about ghost fucking. If you ever caught any ghost fucking? Do ghost fuck? I don't know why I this came up today, but then I was like, I really need to know. Are they ghost babies? Are there ghost babies? Is there ghost coitus? You know, I, that part? that I think is literally the most intelligent question i've ever been asked thank you really seriously seriously that because it's an important question because the reason it's an important question number one is because when i die and become a ghost i damn sure i'm gonna i don't want to stop fucking yeah Yeah. i've heard ghost sex is the best sex better than makeup sex sex. definitely yeah exactly (laughs) uh and and obviously i'm living proof that ghosts you know still trying to fuck the living exactly imran's only wondering because he doesn't have sex right now so he's hoping he has better chances i'm looking for okay i'm looking for a ghost to hook up with all right i'll just put it out there oh to be fair to be fair imran a ghost could be humping you right now that's true. I need to get me one of those meters because I'm, no, I'm not no sure that motherfucker's always smiling. What I'm feeling right now, but I like it. Let me tell you, what, I don't know if the meter is doing. I'm to tell you what my meter is doing. Your voice is always at like high level. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just be careful ass. because every time you yawn, you're gonna get a ghost dick in the mouth. Whoa, uh, good point. That's good advice. No, no, what? That's why your beard is white. No shit. Ghost ghosts. Ghost ghosts. God, this you just it's all coming together, people. If we didn't, Jeff never came on, I never would have realized there's a ghost jacking off on me every night and I didn't even know. I need to set up one of those cameras. It, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, all right. You want to uh let you want to give out where people can check out all this stuff uh, and where you want them to go? Yeah, just uh, go to deadxradio.com. We have all of our past episodes on there, so you can watch them there. But you can also obviously find us on iTunes. Just search for Dead X Radio. But then also all the other uh, podcast applications, you know, Blueberry, 
uh, Podcast Addict, uh, Podbean. You know, find a podcast service application, search for DeadX Radio. There's so many ways to find us. If you don't find us, then fuck you. You're not really trying. Listener, um, look, we got but listeners are podcast listeners. Guys, you're listening to this. You know how to find a fucking podcast. Come on. There you go. There you go. It's not <laughs> rocket science. And if you're that much of an idiot, then I don't want you to fucking watch my show. Anymore. Same so, here. Of yeah. course, all well, the links in the show notes. So <laughs> there you go. But uh, and then, uh, yeah, find us on Twitter. It's just at DeadX Radio. And then uh, Facebook, you can find us uh, DeadX Radio on Facebook. And then, um, yeah, when you're there, you know, follow all of our hosts, uh, myself, Jeff Hillier, Chance Hancock, Patrick Webb, John Resnick, and um, Listener, uh, yeah, if, if, Morgan Strebler. Morgan Strebler, he's, uh, he, he's, he's kind of been bouncing back and forth. He's actually a celebrity magician, so he's busy, so uh, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't come on for a while. Uh, he, uh, the, uh, he travels a lot and, and does magic. Stuff, I so. also put a link to the article about the Dead X Chronicles uh, getting started in the show notes. Listener, if you're into this stuff at all, if you watch these ghost shows, you're into the paranormal, definitely check out the Dead X boys. You will not be sorry. They, it's like us, only they're talking about ghost busting. It's fucking awesome. We got a couple of bits of show news I want to go over, and we are going to wrap this up, guys. Whoops. Double hit. Uh, Jeff, we partner. We got a great site. We're friends with this guy, David Malofsky. It's called A Place to Hang Your Cape. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find it at AP2HYC. It's a great geek website. They carry our show. So not only are you able to hear the show on jockandnerd.com, it's going to be on A Place to Hang Your Cape, too. We've been having nice. a great partnership for a year. And every year they put out the calendar for charity. It's kind of their ways of being superheroes in their own right, giving back. This cool. year's charity campaign is called Power for Good. It's in partnership with the Anti-Bullying Alliance, and they're going to use money to raise funds for Anti-Bullying Week this November. So there's a couple of parts to this calendar thing going on. Uh, Part one is this calendar is going to feature kids' drawings of themselves as superheroes. People can submit. Uh, You you have to be under 16. I'll put a link in the show notes. And then – He's going to get artists to flesh out these kids' drawings and fill them out, and they'll have both of the illustrations side by side. Are you guys familiar with this? Awesome. You've seen these at all, the kid drawings, and then like uh, an artist does a take right over it? Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And actually, real, real quick, um, all of us on DeadX, we all – I mean, well, the, some of us on DeadX, we have uh, uh, different causes that we're passionate about that we get behind because of right things on. that have affected us. Yeah. Uh, my, mine, is, mine is depression. I – uh, went through a major bout of depression and like th- that literally almost killed me. So, wow. uh, and you know, finding my way out of that, uh, I'm really passionate about helping other people, great. uh, fighting depression, but chance his thing that he really is behind is bullying. Ah. And he would be all over this. So I'm going to, I'm going to send him this link. So this is yeah. okay. So this is awesome. So here's the first step is you could go to ap2hyc.com slash power for good. If you have kids, get them to enter this competition. Now, uh, I'm an illustrator, and David has asked me to do one of the calendars, which uh, I'm so excited because I love those illustrations, and I'd love to to take a shot and, of course, aid this anti-bullying campaign. Now, the second part of this, of course, there's a little fundraising aspect. The guy needs to raise money to print these calendars. There's an Indiegogo campaign. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, you have until November of this year, and he's only trying to raise 850 pounds because he's uh, he's an American, lives in London. Uh, the site's based out of London. 
That's not a lot of money, people. Let's help him get there. He's going to donate 10% of the ch- uh, funds to the Anti-Bullying Alliance. If you love superheroes, you hate bullies, you must support this. You will get the calendar with my artwork. Because, look, I think out of the four of us, we may all, except for one person, may have been bullied at some point of our life. I could be wrong. Am I wrong about that? Anthony. Oh. <laughs> have I been have I been bullied? Yes. Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Everyone's been everyone at one point has been bullied. I don't think bullies get bullied. That's I don't true. Think, they I, don't gotta, you, I don't think I don't think you grow up not ever being bullied. They gotta being, they gotta learn it. You. you learn it? I mean I guess bullies would learn it from somewhere. They're just they got treated that way and they're taking it out. Jeff bullying whether whether it be bullying from either peers or family members, some everyone gets bullied. Yes, my mom is a big bully. <laughs> She's a big fucking oh, bully. Shit. Dalauer says 850 pounds converts to just over $1,100. It's not a lot of money. Uh, I'd love to see this get funded. Jeff, how, were you were you bullied? I, I was definitely bullied uh, in middle school. I was I was bullied, and uh, so I, I definitely I, I have a, a, a soft spot in my heart for you know people that were bullied. But I, I think that Anthony's right. I mean, I think everyone at some point has been bullied on some level, and uh, even the bullies. I mean, they. Uh, you know, sometimes a lot of the bullying that they do is because they're just they're trying to to compensate for them yeah. being bullied. Absolutely. So, I mean, and even if like you think of like let's say like the stereotypical popular guy, he, he joins a frat, right? What mm-hmm. what do you what do you call hazing? That's yeah. bullying. Yeah, that's every, every, there's yeah. bullying every everywhere. I there's mean, hazing yeah. everywhere. And it's not just kids, man. It happens at work. Fucking Athletes adults get hazed. Yeah, all the time. adults do these to other. And I think. Look, I'm I'm old. I'm 40. Back in my day, I think Whoa, it's worse that's now. How you are? I thought you were 78. I'm 72 <laughs> years old, and back in the 1940s, when you got bullied, you went home and you could kind of get away from the bullies. You had, you just wanted to get home. Yeah, you got bullied. You could go home. You could hide. I think it's so much worse today. You cannot run away from cyberbullying. It's following you around to the point where you've read these stories, these kids fucking hanging themselves, killing themselves because of text, text on a computer about them. Mm -hmm. So cyberbullying is is a real problem because the, the anonymity of the internet gives people this, this power uh, with the keyboard that they wouldn't have in person. Yeah, it's, and it can be devastating to yeah. people who grew up with this, and and this is how they interact. Now all of a sudden, it's turning on them, and they can't I'm get away you, from it. I think it's worse now. Fight. That's yeah. what you should make them do. Oh, uh, well, you mean like a fight. death fight, death match, in a yeah, cage? just like a death match. Gladiator, sell your differences, and then cut the shit. Gladiator style. Look. We were all bullied, and we all love superheroes, and we hate bullies. Support this campaign. Link in the show notes, and if you got a kid, you have a niece, a nephew, someone who likes to draw, have them submit a shitty drawing, because the shitty the drawings work better. Now, I just love the naive kids' drawings. Like, kids' drawings are amazing before they actually get jaded and they learn rules. Yes. Just their uh, native, true self comes out, and they're fucking and it's so interesting. I can't wait to do this. I got one bit of listener feedback, and then we're going to wrap it up. You guys, on our Facebook page, uh, in response to our last episode, 119, uh, listener Michael Takes writes a comment. Uh, Here's what he wrote. Imran's voice is killing me. When he goes on a tangent, (laughs) his voice is torture. Otherwise, cool podcast. Now, this isn't – hold on, guys. This isn't one of those – what do you call those? Anthony wrote that. A compliment. This is not a compliment, is it? What the fuck? He did say cool podcast, though. I'm not uh, sure how to take someone this. that I, someone that finally agrees with me. <laughs> it's funny that someone would think your voice is annoying before mine. <laughs> well, but, but all your guys' voices are annoying. Yeah, yeah. 
Eh, Honestly, funny. I think I. Uh, oh, Rhonda says she has a hundred kids. I'm in. I I will. Uh, here's the link right here. I think honestly, I made a red a little bit into this. Link in there, you dummy. I'm doing it. And those those are just the ones she's given birth to. <laughs> yeah, it's like the beginning of idiocracy. Uh, I think the comment he's talking about maybe Michael takes and tell me if I'm off on this. I may have made some offhanded, random political remark uh, in the middle of the show. Maybe that's what got. Maybe he's just sensitive. People wait, wait, what are you talking about? Sensitive. When you when you go on a tangent, you go on tangents all the time. Right. I don't understand. No, no. I'm saying, why would you think it's the random political one? Because I don't think me going on a tangent necessarily changes my voice. Like, if it's going to be torture, it's always going to be torture. Yeah, but it's, it's your voice in, like, many, many syllables upon syllables upon syllables upon yeah, maybe syllables. Maybe I should just start screaming. Well, I whole- just think that it may be that. Emron does like the Gatling gun of words where it's just nonstop barrage. He doesn't breathe. I think that's kind of like uh, it's like a really long drum fill. You know? He uh, says he just means when you get overexcited and rant. Okay, but this I, is- I was about to say you, you get excited I and, I, and I like that. I I mean, that that awkward. excitement is contagious. I have a dynamic range in the voice people. I didn't talk yeah. like this the whole time, but sometimes I gotta go like this. Look, this is the only outlet I have. If you don't like it, fuck <laughs> off. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, nerd. Uh, I'm sure the tequila helps too. Uh, yes, I'm gonna. Uh, you know, I'm gonna consider Michael's comment the compliment. Fuck it, uh, you guys. Before real quick, yes, Emron. Yes, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw something out all right if not then uh, you know get a hold of them and and tell them that uh, because i i used to animate winnie the pooh for disney well get the uh, fuck out of here yes i did wow. so uh if uh, and i like this cause i think it's cool so if they need other artists to to do a, a picture here and there tell them to send one over and i'll 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 do one too. Right on. You know what? You just nice. told him. David Malofsky is a listener, and you just told him. David, get in touch with my mind, Jeff, if you got any slots. Uh, that's awesome. Wow, that's a whole. You bust that out now. I could do a whole other show about what it's like <laughs> fucking working for Disney and animating Winnie the Pooh. Uh, but <laughs> we are out of time for tonight, everybody. I just want to, again, thank the networks we're on. Jeff, not only jockandnerd.com, a place to hang your cape, but the show can also be found on the Weeby Geeks Network, the Tangent Bound Network, and uh, geekliferadio.com streams a show every 9 p.m. Central. It's like a geek radio stream, and we got the 9 p.m. Central cool. slot uh, if nice. you guys are up for that. And uh, we got uh, merch. You can visit our shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. Uh, and subscribe to the show. I wanted to talk about subscribing a little bit. If you go to jockandnerd.com slash review, it'll take you to our iTunes page. You can subscribe. The show comes to you. But I had an interesting experience late last night, out of the blue. A dude I hung out at high school with, we were tight, and I haven't talked to him in years because I'm a shitty friend, and he lives in town, like just the next town over. Like in the middle of the night, he starts blowing up, blowing me up on Facebook Messenger, asking me about like Suicide Squad and comic books or movies. And he may have been drunk. And I was like, dude, just listen to the podcast. This is what we talk about. It's like hanging out with me. <laughs> but he's like, oh, I'm not all technology, whatever. And then it made me think. I was like, really? Sometimes this subscription mumbo jumbo, it's a little tricky. Basically, it's as easy as visit jockandnerd.com, click play. That's it. That's all I care about. You don't have to subscribe if you don't want. Come to the website every day. No, fuck so off. Often. Don't tell people that. They have to subscribe. A listen is a listen. You have to subscribe to Dead X Radio, and you have to rate us five stars. Okay. Right. All right. Do that for us, too, then. Fuck it. Figure it out, yeah. people. It's 2016, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> don't tell people they can't. They don't have to subscribe to our show. Are you kidding? No, me? listen. A listen is a listen, though. That's I a, know. I know. The subscription what a metric. You don't need to explain it. No, to but me. the subscription metric may not be as important as we think. We want people to listen. We want to make it easy. If it's when getting you want in the to way, subscribe because then they get notified when it's time to listen again. Well, it's easier. Oh that my way, God, Imran, are you are you really telling people not to subscribe to our show? Are you an asshole? Yes. Please, please just stop. Oh, yeah. right Have you now. just met me? Come on. This is episode 120. Anyways, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony what else? Finish. This is my favorite show. Finish it up, Anthony. What else? Just yeah, please, Anthony's please. Really laying it there, Ron. Please subscribe to our show. Don't listen to anything this idiot above me just said. <laughs> and if you want to contact us, uh, jockandnerd.com slash contact. There's a million ways to do it. Rugs, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. And you can now my uh, you guys have more Twitter followers than me. Uh, yeah, well, that was a that was a goal of ours for a while. Rugboy was out Twitter following us. I was like, "What the fuck? The puppet has more followers? Get the fuck out of here!" And now uh, we've uh, kind of got past them a little bit. Well, I don't really, I'm not really that active. Yeah. Uh, Blue Streak yeah. Science says, "Subscribe to the show, or you're a dick." Oh shit! Listen, right. do all that unless, unless unless you listen to Imran, he'll tell you don't subscribe I'm to the show. Saying, when Batman v like, Superman is a if it makes you all anxiety, <laughs> just click play. Look. The last thing we tell everyone always is if you like the show, man, just turn someone on. Tell one person. Grab someone's phone and subscribe them. Turn them on to your favorite geek. Give them one of these. Just sidle up real close to their ear and then do this. Jogger nerd. They might be scared. They might think it's a ghost, but it's really uh, a call to action. So join the empire of stupidity. Jeff, man, thank you so much for hanging out with us. You were awesome. Thank you, guys. You're awesome, dude. You guys are awesome, and I really do. I I got a chance to listen to your guys' show before I came on, and I, I even told you. I mean, I'm a fan of you guys. So, I, and I uh, knew it. Yeah, I knew once we uh, once I checked your show out, I was like, I love these guys. They're like us. This is gonna be so much fun. And it was listener. We thank you for every second you shove us in your ear holes. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock, and he's the nerd. Hey, we'll hear you next time. Get it up, everyone. Jock said that. Bro, do you even podcast? Jock and Nerd! And now, Jeff, we are into what we call here uh, the Jock and Nerd After Show. Where... After Show? Is this, is this where we all get naked? Yes! Everyone start to strip and jump Woo! in the pool! Yahoo! Uh, I, I can't believe you, Imran. Look, I'm saying this happened to me, and oh I was trying to God. get my buddy to subscribe, and he's like, I don't know how to do I was like, just go to the website, click the play button, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you want to make it easy though subscribing makes it easier but for some people that's a barrier to even get to the show stop making anthony's nostrils flare okay <laughs> cut it out Imran. he's got crazy I, I bet he's got you got like andy diggle on arrow nostrils right now it's fantastic yeah, <laughs> yeah because you're literally telling our audience not to subscribe to our show i'm kidding? just saying Dude, i i read stop. i know what you're saying stop repeating it just stop <laughs> Listener, so, listener, let us know. You're in Chicago. Yes, sir. Rug is in New Jersey. Yes. Anthony, where are you at? I'm in Chicago. He's also in Chicago. Oh, you're in Chicago too? Oh. Yeah, we're just in different locations. Gotcha. Okay. So, go because uh, I was going to say, you know, Emron, at least, you know, he can't, like, go down the road and kick your ass. No, he could. Apparently, he can. Uh, here's the thing. We work together. I'm going to see him tomorrow in person. Oh, oh shit. He's uh, probably going to kick me in the nets or, a go- or, a go- or get a ghost to do that. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it, Anthony. Do I'm it. Going to. I'm going to. Oh, well, that's a good idea. We should just uh, post a subscription link 
in the chat. So look, we get it done right now. All you got to do is go to this link here. Good idea, Blue Streak Science. Hey, guys. Right there. Jeff, how, long you, uh, there how long do your shows usually run, Jeff? Uh, we do a three-hour show. Oh, wow. So That's why I knew, yeah, I knew he'd be down to just fucking hang out. I was like, it shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, because uh, Emron first sent me the, the email, and he was like, you know, oh, maybe you'll do a recorded one. You might not do a live one. And I'm just sitting there going, shit, I do a three-hour live show every week. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I'm, fu- <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. We'll bring him on. Uh, no, that was great, man. Uh, I did have, yeah. So uh, what? The Winnie the Pooh, how did you – where's this animation coming from? You have an art background? Yeah, I started out doing graphics and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I've 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 done everything in the entertainment industry that can be done. I've uh, done three D animation. I've done two D animation. I've done print design. I've done wow. product design. I, I designed Beanie Babies for Ty. Wow! I designed, wow! Shit, I mean, I did design for Paramount, Star Trek. Uh, shit. What else? I mean, I, I just I've done so much shit. My Damn. So that has the you, look, you look at my you look at my IMDb. It's so funny because like back in the, those days, uh, the first way I found out I was even on IMDb was I was just like playing around and I typed in my name and something came up and I honestly got pissed off at first. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? There's someone else with the name Jeff Hillier in Hollywood? <laughs> fuck that!" I literally I was like planning like you know a hit on this guy or something. And then I like pulled the account up. I looked and I was like. Barbie Detective. I'm like, wait a minute. I worked on Barbie Detective. I'm like, wait a minute. That's me. <laughs> he was like, I'm, like, I'm actually on IMDb. There was, that's fucking cool. There was another Jeff Hillier there, and I didn't know. Oh wait, right? That's great, man. Yeah. You certainly, you certainly have the personality to be in the business for sure, Jeff. Are you are you calling me gay? <laughs> oh, snap. oh shit. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's kind of a roundabout, you know. You're very yeah. flamboyant. You probably would suck a good dick. So you yeah. probably make it entertaining. That's a compliment. That's Look, a so Imran's right. denying you from across the room for a while. Imran, no, no. <laughs> I'm full of ghost chiz. I'm fine. I can't. Ghost I couldn't. Chiz. I'm done. Full of ghost chiz. He's filled to the brim. Filled to the brim. Uh, so your so the journey is like from art to entertainment, and they all kind of uh, come together with your paranormal shit. Yeah, it's everything. I mean, I grew up wanting to act ah. and everything. So. Uh, you know, always been creative. I mean, I came up with my own cartoon strips and I mean, I was just all everything creative. I just love everything creative. So if it's creative, I love it. I've done sculpting, you know, the, like I said, 3d stuff for movies. I've, uh, I've directed, um, I was one of the top, uh, 200 contestants in project Greenlight a few years oh, ago cool. yeah. with Matt, Matt Damon and, and ben, ben Affleck. Affleck yeah. Uh, so, you know, directing movies, uh, I took, uh, the same, uh, film class uh, with the same exact guy that launched Quentin Tarantino's career, wow. Guy Ritchie's career, all those. So, I mean, you know, I, I just, everything creative I've always been passionate about and love doing. And, you know, I, I, I even got into programming. I, I own a software company. And uh, so my software company does like medical software and shit. So, you know, I mean, my, uh, the shit that I do, you know, fills kind of a holy the shit. Gamut. You know what's funny is you are a way more successful version of me. I'm exactly <laughs> the same way. I've, I, I have an illustrator. I play music. I've been in, uh, like, uh, college uh, student films and plays. And, uh, I love acting. I tried stand up like once. Uh, I just love creating. I'm a creator, you know, and, and, uh, mm-hmm. except you took it, uh, the right way. And I just fucking am here with this show and a fucking Spider Man hoodie. So. <laughs> You're doing great, man. I mean, is this, uh, the, the format is great. I mean, I really, it's funny because I'm even kind of like learning some stuff from you guys with this. So I like that. Oh, boy. Uh, and oh, uh, you're learning from us. I hope oh, you didn't no. learn anything. We're going to ruin the show. 
the, the subscribing. <laughs> learn learn that. That's the uh, you know no no I, I learned that you don't want subscriptions. That's, yeah, that was the new yeah, thing. Was, that's look, bad. Maybe it'll work like uh, counter uh, whatever psychology. Yeah, reverse psychology. reverse psychology. There you go. Look, by doing that, we got Rhonda to subscribe because you objected so much, Anthony. That was the that's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah, Rhonda's hot too. I don't know if you've noticed. Right on. Let me take a gander at Rhonda. Let's see this picture. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's a nice-looking lady. Uh, <laughs> Noel, subscribe, too. You guys are too fucking awesome. Wow. wow. See, Anthony, I was right to tell people <laughs> to subscribe. Reverse psychology works. I'm an, I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, uh, oh, she's You're blushing. not an asshole. You're just – the tangent you went on was just ridiculous. That was all. Uh, the guy blew me up last night, and I was like, you know what? Sometimes it's just go listen, and then you'll figure it out. But by listening – that way, we educate you in the show how to subscribe. So it goes both ways. Whatever the fuck. There's no rules in podcasting. That's the number one rule, motherfuckers. Right? True. Make up your own damn rules. Jackie nerd! Listener, we had an amazing post-show. Uh, Jeff and I geeked out uh, for a while. Lots of our friends on Blab jumped in. We talked about ancient Egypt, pyramids, aliens. Uh, we got trolled. Pretty mean. Uh, pretty mean troll. And uh, Jeff even got attacked by a semi-automatic Nerf weapons from his roommates. Uh, I hope it was his roommates. I hope he knew those people. It was hilarious. And there's only one place you can check it out, and that's on our Patreon page. It's not even in the video, people. But here's what I'm going to do for you. Listener, I'm feeling a little bit generous. The entire post-show from this episode will be available on our Patreon page. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Take a listen. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us on Patreon. It helps us cover the costs, keep the show going. And when you do, you will instantly have access to a private lockdown feed where we can hang out and chat and like almost seven hours of bonus audio. Uh, so if you like what you hear, you want more, that's where you're going to get it. Jockandnerd.com slash Patreon.